Oh yeah, spoilers. Ugh, man, not again. Spoilers. All right, let me tell you this. Hello. Wait. Welcome. I'm the I'm what? the host. Shut up. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Oh, I'm the host of this episode. All right. Fine, fine, fine. Uh, welcome to episode seven of Two Fall Podcast. <gasps> Cue the music. Yeah. Yep. yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Nice. Uh, we're back. We're back. Um, it's uh, it's a special episode. It's special because <laughs> I'm hosting it. Yay! Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> As opposed to the so, other episodes, not yeah, special. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. I see. Every, every third one is a special. <laughs> all right. I'm joking. Yeah. Joking. Bad jokes all around. Uh, Joker. I feel like Phil, you know, when I'm when I'm hosting, just like yeah. the, just the nervousness just picks up and oh, man. you say things. It was the same regret. for me. I mean, my episode is really bad, <laughs> so I feel you. Um, yeah. It, by the way, if if you're new here, um, just a little refresh, and yeah, you, you couldn't bother to listen to the old episodes. We're the Two Fault Podcast. We got uh, two brothers. Two brothers, not not to be confused <laughs> with the two brothers. Mm-hmm. The the audio interface. We got two brothers. We got Phil. <laughs> hey, it's me. Yeah, it's Phil. That's Phil. High energy. Uh, we got his little brother Jake. Yo yo yo, low burr, energy. Burr, 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 yeah, burr. yeah, super low energy. So super Superman. Superman, not who. <laughs> super <laughs> Loman. Super Loman. And then their cousin uh, Tim. That's me. It's you, Midman. You're like yeah. mid energy. These Either two. That's two right. boys. Two boys originally from America. Now going live from Zagreb. Uh, while I'm True. talking to them over the internets, all the way in Bratislava, Slovakia. And uh, every two weeks, we do a new episode where we go see a movie in a cinema. And then we take another movie that somehow related and pair it up and watch that as well at our homes. Any movie from any history Mm -hmm. of all movies. And then we talk about these two movies. That's right. And we also take turns uh, hosting it, you know. So each episode, one of us hosts and then Mm -hmm. picks the two movies. And this week, it's me. Very well. Very good. It's very and concise. I want to say that this episode yeah. we have some actually great movies to compare. Hey. Fit mm-hmm. really well together. Good job, yeah. Tim. Going into Deep Space. We have been followed by great luck of just picking movies and and then somehow there's a lot of real uh, relatability in the end which i was and surprised for these two picks to his day, today because i i was i didn't really read much about them i just kind of went ah this could be similar but then i was surprised at the themes the question to for solaris man you just go this seems like to be a sci-fi classic i'll go for that and hope for the best uh yeah i mean i wanted to see it for a very long time Two movies we're going to be watching, we went to see this week in cinema, Ad Astra with Brad Pitt, our boy. We're going to talk about that movie first. Ad Astra. And then we, and then we saw Solaris as the companion movie. Um, Solaris. I wanted to see Solaris uh, for a while, and I was, I wanted to, for Ad Astra, I wanted to put like, I want to put like a science fiction movie, like an older science fiction movie. I just put in a Google classic sci-fi movies, and that was there, and I was like, oh yeah, I, I, I wanted to see that for, for a few years now, so... And that's it. And I didn't read anything about it. Really? I did it. And, and I was just like, let's watch Sicario. this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, Sicario. Sicario. <laughs> so, so, so I picked that. Yeah. So. Good picks. Thanks. Thanks. Very good. Thanks, Very boys. good. This is a, this is a great. Solid. Great picks. duo. Before we jump into Ad Astra, 
Um, I just want to see how you guys doing. I, I've seen you what, like a week yeah, ago. Yeah, I know. Yeah. That's right. We, we were there. Yeah. The Actually, boys. For me, a yeah. lot, a lot of stuff going on. A lot of traveling. Surprisingly, these past couple of weeks. Really. Mm-hmm. A lot of hangouts. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Remember, yeah. I went to Berlin. Did I update you on my Berlin? That's true. Yeah, yeah, you did. I think that was last time. No, I didn't. That was before. You didn't. That was before. So, yeah. so much happened in two weeks. Really? So much, so much happened. happened. Oh, crazy. Berlin was killer. It's a really awesome city. Mm-hmm. Had a great time. Uh, I was surprised that the city felt very, like, um, diverse, interesting, fresh, and chill. Like, it wasn't like, you know how London is, like, busy, like, mm-hmm. in its nature? Berlin didn't feel, like, super busy. It just felt, like, big. But but very relaxed. Did you notice that it is tradition to carry an open beer around town in Berlin? Mm-mm. No, it's like it's like it's it not, not not only is it not frowned upon, it's like encouraged. Like you go to the store, no, grab notice. a beer, open it, and just you know go to the bus, walk around with it. Isn't that great? That's yeah, it was I, awesome. I, I mean, didn't know that. Yeah, public transit cool. was smooth, <laughs> smooth was awesome. public transit. <laughs> Lots of subways. It was great. I went to this amazing donut shop we found on the way. Mm-hmm. And I had one of the best donuts in my life. It was like an American donut style. Okay. Uh, nice. And it's, um, I love I'll American donuts. To the... what it's called at some point. Sorry? Uh, I didn't catch you there. I, I love American donuts. <laughs> I, I love, I love America. Donuts, too. No, I, don't. I love America. <laughs> I am Captain. Uh, so, so, so did you go to the um, Naked Rave Club? Yes, I went to many. Many? Uh, many. Did, uh, about six or seven. In a day? Six wow. Or seven. In the whole, in the whole, in the whole night? Was it great? Okay, so the donut shop is called uh, Bramibal's Donuts. Mm-hmm. Bramibal. And I didn't know they're vegan donuts, huh. but they tasted amazing. Wow. They, they were just astonishing. And the coffee Ooh. was brilliant. It was like, um, I got, I think, a, um, a latte or, or something like that. And it was like a chocolatey, rich mm-hmm. coffee. And it just complimented the donut. Deliciousness. Awesome. That's great. Cool. So you actually had this, uh, a vegan, 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 <laughs> vegan. I always say, vegan too. I always say that people live in Vegas. Vegan. <laughs> a vegan donut. Yeah. <laughs> I'm vegan. No, no, no. Like, so yeah, you had cool. an actual vegan donut. You didn't even know. That's pretty interesting. No, no. It was a really well, awesome there you place. go. Super friendly staff. Crazy. Shout out to them. We uh, it, went to this uh, design event by by an agency called AJ and Smart in Berlin. Mm-hmm. Super cool. It was like a live podcast recording. I got to ask a question and it's going to be on YouTube <laughs> at some point. What, you is, know, what was your question? What was your uh, question? My question was this. I said, so my company uses the Scrum methodology. I mm-hmm. said, as a designer, how do I help others uh, kind of learn that design is not an afterthought? Because that's something we have a problem with. Mm-hmm. And I got a good answer. And the answer was that you need to speak the language of like, marketing sort of speak a language that they understand versus like users and experience you need to think about Mm -hmm. like if we help you design this product it'll help you sell the product better so something along those lines Hmm. like a better uh worse experience less users and then they start panicking (gasps) yeah our money along those lines (laughs) and uh, we met this designer called chris doe we spoke with him cool there was an after party lots of drinks lots beers, of nakedness in the club just so much nakedness rubbing <laughs> oiled bodies oh man and yeah and oh, uh, designers everywhere yep and that's pretty much it berlin was cool that's lovely very nice it's lovely berliner um, ich bin ein berliner so you went to berlin and then the next <laughs> weekend you guys had your friend over from america 
to yeah. the American, and you guys visited Bird's <laughs> the American, Laura, and we hung yeah, it was out awesome. Our old for a couple friend of Drew Osberg, he's uh-huh. actually a guest on our old podcast, The Matrix. That's right, Minute. he was. It was a lo- oh, Matrix Minute. I forgot out. about that. Yes, <laughs> I, I was going way back to like 2014 when we did that other podcast. Phil and he Jake. was here for about 10 days, and we did some more traveling. Went to Vienna, yeah, and then we hit up Bratislava Lava Land. Bratislava yeah. Lava. Was referring to earlier, yes, our hangout. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. during the hangout, I, I pop, we popped on our Instagram questions for viewers. And a, a few of you asked questions and hopefully we answered, uh, you, you know, to Thanks your for liking. participating. We got a pretty yeah. good number of responses. Yeah. So anytime we're going to be together in real life again, we're probably going to do that again. Mm-hmm. And you guys can uh, hit us up on anything. I mean, you can always just ask us on Instagram anytime you want to. But yeah. um That'll be a special. And shout time. out to Soho, the restaurant I always love to eat. <laughs> yeah, I know, Soho. right? Every time we go and it's like, oh, we're going to Soho. Yeah, that's what I want. A- any comments from your American friend on the city of Bratislava as, as you left? Was well, he, like? he actually enjoyed the trip like as a whole. He really liked seeing mm-hmm. different places. He said he had a great time meeting new people. Um, he, he really liked also like, you know, how easy it was to get around remember you used like public transit in yeah. vienna and in bratislava and he was just like man it's really cool super easy and he, he enjoyed it he really liked everything yeah that's great i'm very happy about yeah, that. i think he really liked his coffee too at that place we went to nice oh, oh yeah mm. <laughs> all right boys all right boys well it is episode zero zero seven you know what that means down 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 but there's a new yeah phil well the news is that the new bond poster came out and it looks fantastic <laughs> no, Did it's it? just a photo oh. of James Bond. That's all. On a, and from the text. previous movie, probably. You know? <laughs> like a still from the from the last be. movie. Yeah, and I just wanted to mention that because it's uh, episode zero zero seven. So there you go. That's For true. me, um, what you I don't know. Now? I don't know. You're going well, to Japan going on a big zone. trip. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'm going, but that's like in two, three, three weeks, something like well, that. But yeah. next you're still going to be on the next episode, and then the yeah, third yeah. one. We can talk more about it there. Okay, yeah, yeah good we'll idea. see what happens. Magic, who knows? Phil's yeah, who knows you know, what kind of out of the house. Magic. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be super mellow. So it's gonna be me and Jake going. Oh, yeah. That's a good, a good movie. Mm. Man, oh yeah, I got mm. sick. That's what I did. Philosophy. Oh, how did you get sick? I just got did a cold. Did you go to the naked club in Zagreb? No, 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 no. Like I think so I was already sick like by the time <laughs> by, by the time we were at Bratislava. I was already. Feeling the like symptoms of uh, you know like cloggy nose. I was also sick. Lightheadedness. Like yeah, feeling very. Tim, very did you bad. escape the sickness or no? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, change? yeah. It's like uh, it's the it's the uh, parent upgrade. You gotta. <laughs> just it's nice. one of those. It's 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 like you feel it and you're like, no, stop sickness. I think I've I've <laughs> I, I, I've no. uh, taken stop taken sick. the advice of uh, Doctor Doctor Jake, which is mm-hmm. like you know my body can take it. It's just no. Well, I also uh, averted go away. puking in Berlin. I think I ate a bad currywurst sausage. Oh, <laughs> no. That was bad. I and remember then when the we story. came back to the apartment, I was just like, ooh, felt so horrible. I, I remember the tale. But I, uh, I, I, you know, had to avoid pukage because right before I was going to puke, our Airbnb host came back home. Oh, no. <laughs> because she was working, you know, late. And then I heard her walking in in the hallway. And I was like, okay. I was thought to myself, you know what? Better not to puke. It's going to stink. It's mm-hmm. going to be nasty. What a great guest I am just puking <laughs> in the toilet. 
So I, I did the same thing to him. I said, body, no. <laughs> and I, and I, went, I went to bed and I just like felt like, oh, I feel my body psychologically fixing this situation. That's good. And That's I just good. fell asleep and in the morning I felt okay. That's awesome. That's awesome. The, so, power, the willpower. Yeah. Uh, so before we, we head into the movie, I got I to gotta check with you guys. Do you guys, some, mm. do you guys have some bevs? <laughs> yes. Yes, you got some I'll, I'll go first because mine oh, is the oh. most uninteresting. So yeah, I'll go second. Tim will have the most interesting one. Um, I was getting groceries today and then I remembered, oh, podcast is today. Tim and Jake would want me to have a beer to talk about. So I went over to the grocery store and I looked and I saw, oh, there's something that's like on discount and it happens to be mm. Garden Brewery Pilsner. And there was like a lot of them and they were really cheap. Mm-hmm. There was like under a dollar. And nice. Uh, I got one can. It's nice. There you go. Is Lovely. it the blue one or the IPA? It's the Pilsner. It's oh, the sorry. Yellow Pilsner. one. It's the Pilsner. So, gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. So how does it taste oh. compared to it like tastes Pilsner, like a Pilsner. Pilsner. The, yeah, the yeah, yeah. Czech one? So it tastes like that? Exactly? Yeah. A little bit richer, I'd say. I mean, this is mm-hmm. a really? local brewery, so they would craft it with care. Do you feel the, like a fullness? Because Pilsner they add more full. Pilsner spice on it to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do, I do. And that's it. That's, that's, my, that's my drink. That's okay. It's nice. good. Garden. I got a classic... I too was like, I need to also buy beers. It is the last day. (laughs) That's not all you had to do with the last day. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) And and I I want, I I know, I know. And I wanted to avoid getting always the local beers. Mm -hmm. And I got the classic Brewdog Punk IPA. Perfect. Ah. That's good. What's so bad about that? Staple. Oh, did you go, did you go to Berlin, the the Brewdog bar? Sadly, no. Sadly. (gasps) I wanted to go, but it's like, you know, we were. Kind of but like there were so many naked time. bars. <laughs> it's just too many yeah, bodies but those to rub were against. Priorities. So. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's, yeah. Um, so Tim, what okay. did you get for me? I have. Uh, so I went to my classic store. I go to get my beers, and the lady suggested this new brewery they got from Belgium. And let me read you the 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 beer I have. The beer I have is a. Omnipolo Moki Mango Pineapple Passion Fruit Peach Smoothie Sour. Wow. Whoa. That's <laughs> and a it, mouthful. And it, and it sounds punch, intimidating, but it tastes delicious. It's pretty good. I don't... Well, describe some of the flavors. So, so um, primarily it's a sour, right? So it's a sour beer. Right. So that's the, that's the first thing that hits you. And the aftertaste is all these flavors of... of a little bit of mango sometimes. You know, the great thing is there's so many ingredients in this that every time I take a sip, there's a different aftertaste. Sometimes different you get taste. the pineapple. Oh, wow. Sometimes Look at that. Sometimes you magical. get the, you know, the, the peach. Sometimes so the passion. Magic. So one more time, the, the brewery? Omnipolo. 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 Which is a great can design. Is that the turquoise one or the multi? That's the multi one. The, the mm. sort of, you got like a, you got like a little, like a germ here. And then like an elephant who's meditating with an eye. And then you get like sperm floating around, like mm-hmm. trees of life. It's what? Pretty cool. It's pretty cool. I have to say that your beer people in the shop seem to be really cool and helpful folks. Well, um, they might be listening to the podcast because Ooh. they were wondering why I always get two beers. And I said, well, I'm a podcast. Uh, so well, if you're listening, check it out. Yeah. shout out. I visited your fine store a few times as well. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's the beer heaven in translation of the store. It's pretty good. They got some at Fresh Market. Is that them? Yeah, 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 yeah. Nice. It's good. It's good. So, without further ado, let's talk about Ad Astra. Let's do it. 
So first of all, Ad Astra, doesn't it mean to the stars? As we've learned from the title sequence, it is to the stars. Mm. You remembered. Very good. Yes, yes, yes. Jake and I, when we went to the theater, Jake and I were a little bit scared that we went to the wrong theater. (laughs) That's right, yeah. And and Jacob just went, I hope we're in the right one. They were having some kind of promotional thing, Uh some little party at the cinema. Yeah, there was like this weird gala party with like fancy peoples in the suits. Are they showing our movie at all? Like what's happening? Uh, And uh, yeah. Funny coincidence. Every time I go see a movie, I fear I'm in the wrong Mm -hmm. uh, screen. (laughs) This, without a doubt, I sit down and I always freak out. I don't know why. Wow. Wow. Normally, but but this time I was because you know how in some theaters they have little screens mm-hmm. showing you like, hey, this is the time, yes, this is yes, the poster, yes. this is the movie. Yeah, and ours wasn't showing the poster. Oh yeah, yeah, it time. was a little mysterious. It was just on my phone, and I was thinking, oh, like, you had uh, like you went manually, like you know where it's supposed to be, but there was no. Yeah, huh, I mean, it was, it, was showing, it was showing other movies like from previous times, and one of them was like it, and I was like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> okay okay that's that's i, I understand it, your worries now yeah yeah and so when we sat down i was thinking like okay logos logos just something sci-fi something stars something come on and then so, so, then so the, title. We were <laughs> the like, title we were like in the near future oh good good <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 also um that reminds us that we actually went to the wrong theater once jake really mistakenly really? we were Phil. going to watch harry potter and the deathly hallows part two and we actually went to the wrong theater and we were wa- we were sitting there. We had to watch like 10 minutes of ads. And then one of them was a trailer to Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows part two. That's right. That's and then we, we were like, I don't think the movie should have the trailer on there. <laughs> I can imagine that. <laughs> and then we went out yeah. and we looked, oh, it's the wrong one. That's good that you picked it up from the trailers. Yeah. Sometimes that can be telling. If you go see Pixar and they just put on like a super crazy horror movie trailer. You're yeah, like, then you oh, know. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not right. This, 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 yeah. this ain't right. Did did you hear about so many theaters like in the States? Like there seems to be like news almost like at least once a year of one theater accidentally playing a different movie for kids. That's not child friendly at all. That's bad. Yep. I mean, it's there's a lot of theaters. The USNA is a big country. There's bound to be some like screw up. But that's (laughs) that's hilarious though. It's strange because I think a lot of that stuff is kind of automated-ish. Like at least I think. Yeah. And usually teenagers work there and they don't care that much. (laughs) True, true. Yeah. Oh, the, remember it was like Inside Out and they played Insidious. Oh. <laughs> oh, okay. I can see how that can be. You know, like you're just t- typing in the file and the you're button. like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it just says in... Okay, yeah. that's good. In... Yeah, <laughs> oh. yeah. It makes sense. Um, the other thing is that I think that in general, if anyone goes to Europe, particularly in Croatia, because we have experience, mm-hmm. I, I think the theaters are like for the price way better than I think so. the American really? theaters. Yeah. In I mean, experience. I haven't been to an American theater for eight years so i wouldn't know mm-hmm. anymore but i mean you can't beat the I, price I think at in least general for the price i think we're right fancy I mean, controlled unless, uh yeah. always on time the ads are a little too much but other than that assigned seats is a really good european thing I yeah think. that's that, that that was like yeah it's a weird when i learned about us yeah like you i, 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 I don't you think it makes any sense yeah so we have like experience having to like yeah we had to like fight for different seats and once like when we go to a movie that's like uh, at a premiere date you know when the yeah. when it just comes out lots of people are there and guess what we don't manage to sit next to each other sometimes that's crazy yeah, you know just, what's worse the system doesn't make sense when you have like tickets like for reserved seating you can just skip the trailers because you know it's going to be 15 minutes of trailers so you just come true. 15 minutes later true there's your seat waiting for you just plop your butt down there and you're like, bye-bye, movie. 
I would yeah, do that, exactly. but I always think that they're like close the doors and then we have to go ask someone like, hey, hey. Hey, they locked right, us out. They locked us no, out. No, no. They closed the <laughs> doors they can't after the trailers. Yeah, yeah, but you can still go through. Like when you go to the bathroom, you still go to the doors. No one's going to stop you. You're right. It's like, it's not like, <gasps> I'm too much of a dad. Disturber. Mm. Disturber. <laughs> too much of a dad. All right. Anyway, let's keep going with the movie. Okay. So we got Ad Astra. Mm-hmm. Uh, new science fiction movie from director James Gray. I have not seen his previous movies, but I have seen previous either, movies either. from... Uh, the stars, Brad Pitt and Tommy Lee Jones. And yes. A bunch of other Liv Tyler, mainly on like, screens and stuff. Pipe. Pipe. The Pipe. So, uh, and Astra. Let me try to mm-hmm. let me try to put this down. So, so Brad Pitt, astronaut, near future. We got some space colonization. We got Mars and Moon. Moon. <laughs> moon. And uh, <laughs> the Moon. <laughs> and uh, he he's he's working on a little Mars and the Moon antenna, which I thought was first was a space elevator, but it's a space antenna. Oh, I thought it was a space elevator. I was telling Jacob, oh, this was like a theory many people had, like maybe you can make an elevator yeah. up to space and stuff. And so it's unfortunately no, it's a space antenna mm. um, because of some weird shocks from space that um, through turn of events turns out is his lost dad who went sixteen years ago to the outer uh, edge of our solar system to find alien light and the government Life. thinks he's sabotaging the whole solar system with sending these crazy like uh, EMP like pulses that only his ship can make from yeah. all the way from Neptune and so they grab Brad Pitt to go to Mars to send a message so they can track him and then nuke him Right, he goes to a moon. He goes to Mars. He 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 sends his message, and they find out where he is. But then he's like, "I must confront my father because through the monologue we find out mm, his relationship with his father wasn't so strong. The father left him. He was working on to work, so he wants to resolve yeah. some issues. So he then hijacks the rocket, kills the crew accidentally, goes mm-hmm. all the way to Neptune. By the way, spoilers." Uh, oh yeah, spoilers. Ugh, <laughs> oh, man, not again. It's okay, we'll, we'll put it at the beginning. <laughs> good, good. Uh, so, so he goes to find his dad, which he finds next to Neptune, and dad is like, oh, I don't care about you. I just want to find aliens. Couldn't find aliens. I'm upset. I don't want to go back. Brad Pitt's like, let me help you. No, okay, I'll nuke this little rocket, and then I'll Captain America out of here, and I'll come back. <laughs> Very nice. That's actually exactly the plot. That's, well nice. then, well, and then of course Brad Pitt turns out learns not to be a cold mess that he was at the beginning, and he True. learns to well, he's uh, reminded appreciate of, yes, uh, yeah. humans because they didn't find any intelligent life. Yeah, he, they're more precious. Humans are more precious yes. since there's no signs of other creatures at the moment, and he grows a beard as well. <laughs> you didn't, you, hey, but Tim, you didn't stay until the end credits where. What? A shadow goes over the moon, and then there's a big flying oh. saucer. <laughs> and yes, yes. That was after the credits. That's right. And it's Mars Attacks. Yeah. And you see, the shadow, you see the shadow, and then it goes, boom. Ad Astra will return. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so that's Ad Astra. Um, cool. I seen it a couple of days ago. So, uh, Phil. Yes. What did you think of Ad Astra? Well, let me tell you something. I... Mm really enjoyed watching this movie 
I had a wonderful time. It was slow. Mm -hmm. It was very tonal. It was a very moody movie. Um, there mm -hmm. was very little dialogue. There was very little of uh, character interactions. There was very little of, you could say, humanity in the film in terms of uh, the people that we get to meet other than Brad Pitt and, I mean, what's his name in the movie? Um, Roy McBride. I don't remember. Ah, yes. Mr. McBride. Roy McBride? Who's yeah. Roy McBride? Oh, that's... Uh, that. That's Clifford Brad is... Character. No, Roy is... Brad is is Brad. Clifford is Tom. His dad. Oh, they're the names. I've not. I have not. It's just I'm, Brad look, and Tommy. I have look, guys. I have my Wikipedia page on. I always That's have good. it on every time we're watching and talking about this movie. Nice. Every movie, not just this movie. Sorry. And um, well, I thought it was very fascinating to watch. I do enjoy seeing visuals of space and uh i do enjoy seeing the vast darkness of the infinite universe i mean can yeah. we say it's infinite who knows That's, um as far as we concern never so ends. far well it's expanding but it's not infinite and it tells a very simple plot right it doesn't tell anything that's very complex you can really you can really like watch it and know what's going on without having yeah. to Go, wait, wait, this guy's there, he's doing that. And I was thinking to myself, after we watched it, I was thinking, Tim's not going to have a hard time explaining the story in this one because it's very straightforward. I did like the performances. I, in fact, mm -hmm. thought that, um, specifically for me, I thought that uh, Tommy Lee Jones is acting. I've never seen him act this way before because... <laughs> well, okay, okay, okay. I might, I might pause to, you I, there for a moment. Well, I hope, I hope you're... You're not referencing to uh, <laughs> Batman Forever. <laughs> Batman Forever. No, no, no. Like, I've seen him in different films, like, uh, what was that? Uh, no Country for Old Men. Oh, um, but yeah. That's, I think the that's Fugitive like and all these other kinds of films in the Men in Black, you know, like stuff like that. Another alien film. You see, he does find aliens after all in a different universe. That's true. I think Tommy Lee Jones. The aliens his, find him. His performance as he's getting older. It's like he's mastered of doing less and it means more. Like, yeah. honestly, like mm. he's not moving. He's super still like a ghost. And he just, just his eyes are just communicating every emotion that you can. <laughs> just this old, tired man. <laughs> he's perfect for it. Yeah, but he does have a different kind of like, I feel like he did try a different accent or something because every time, every time I see him in other movies, mm -hmm. he's just like, sure, slick, get on up there. Kind of thing. Oh, Tommy Lee Jonesiness. This one, this one's more subdued, and I like that. Like and, Men in um, Black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And another movie where he was specifically asked by the director to not do anything. <laughs> okay, <laughs> just, just just be yourself. Yeah. Cool. Thank you, Philip. What about? I mean, you, there's Jacob? more that I will talk about, but we can yeah, keep we'll going. talk about. I was just just initial thoughts. Yeah, I actually have a lot of the same thoughts, surprisingly, mm -hmm. as Phil. What I like most uh, is really the setting of the movie. I really love the, yes, the setup yes, yes. and the setting. I was going to say. I love the approach they picked where they went for a very subtle future that was not flashy, but very... It was almost like it was an extension of sort of the golden age of the space race and people yes. thinking about space and people looking to the stars, to distant worlds. And it's almost like an alternative universe where it off, you know, it's an offshoot from that time of the 60s into the future 
You think like it'd be like a present it's a future now, past. but if it really, but if if, if they yeah. continued with the spells, yes. Well, uh, that's how I looked at it. Okay, I see. Okay. It, they, they, I they, saw they, it. Yeah. Sorry, I saw it more as um, a future past, like if Space Odyssey existed, that's that's what it would be. You know what I mean? Or, or it's that. just an alternate. It's an. It's like what The Incredibles is. You know, it's like the future, but it's in the fifties. So this is like like a retro late futurism. 60s. Is that yes. what's it called? Yeah, yeah, Something like that. Yeah. But it still it's, is future because, like, you can see they have transparent huh. screens for their phones and all yeah, kinds of and, stuff. Yeah, and I liked how they use that setup of, like, in the future, you know, space travel has become so common. It's simple. Uh, there's no problems. It's not anymore some obstacle. It's just the norm. It's and interesting you that know, you guys yeah. have, like, your your Jake's is more like, oh, it's like a alternative reality. Yours is in the past. Mine's, like, really close future. Like, I would imagine this mm. is, like... T- 2022 because recently i've been reading about elon musk and spacex and the way they have plans and it's just like this is basically their plans like they have their retractable oh no 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 yeah that's fine up and down and then like they want to do commercial flights around moon and it's and if you look at their rocket it's very basic non-flashy just the the lowest cost material and let's just do this kind of thing so it was like to me it felt like this is like tomorrow i meant in the sense alternate reality like in a sense that it is, let's say, 2022 or something like that, with oh, okay, influences okay. of like Musk. That's what I meant like too. That. But more in the sense of like it could be an alternate reality where, like, mankind sort of is still uh, hopeful and interested in space. Because I mean, mm-hmm. today, I mean, there are people interested in space, but it's not. Like, it's China. It's not like the whole world. <laughs> China, of, China, China. It's not like the whole world of thinking <laughs> about Musk. it like they did in the 60s, for instance. So that's the way I was sort of looking at it. Yeah, it's like the world kind of like, you know, you know, put their problems aside in a sense and they just, you know, oh, let's look to this stuff, you know, let's move ahead, you know. For me, it was it was just I was just talking about how it looked like the production design definitely drew a lot of um, inspiration from Space Odyssey, from Solaris, from uh, those kinds of science fiction films from Mm -hmm. the early 70s, because it and like late 60s because it had that feeling like there was a wide shot of like they've been doing tests before he was going on to the moon and i was like this is space odyssey this is this is how it looks Mm -hmm. like you know back then this is how people perceived the future was going to be in 1968 Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and not necessarily spacex now because spacex now looks more high tech and curvy and you know oh does it really like if you, I don't know. I don't know. If you look at their, their newest rocket that they unveiled like a couple of weeks ago, which is supposed to do round trips and go to the moon, it's made out of like, like, like just shiny, like, you know, what's that material? Like metal, like stainless steel. It just looks mm-hmm. like a stainless steel. And you can actually see the seams where it's like bolt, you know, uh, what's that? Bolted. What do you do? Not bolted, like, uh, what, yeah, I guess bolted, whatever. But it looks really like, you know. Super, right. just like welded, normal. Maybe? Welded, exact. That's the word I was looking for. Well, I yeah. really like the production design. Yeah, That's absolutely. Pretty cool. And I think uh, general thoughts is that it was a very surprisingly thoughtful approach in mm-hmm. uh, using the sci-fi as a backdrop, but also like, you know, they, they had, it was more of like about the characters and about um, those sorts of, uh, I guess you can maybe even say some type of character study. And I like that it wasn't like, focusing on the 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 um, some kind of plot points or things like that it was very slow it was very much about the mood yeah and yeah, then yeah. and then all this other stuff was like a backdrop 
but it mm-hmm. felt very realistic. And that's what I loved about it. It felt like you were there and it felt yeah, like you space were in was space. just an empty void of blackness. And I loved it because I was so yeah. sick. I'm, I'm sorry. I know many people like this, but I'm so sick of seeing those stupid nebulas that aren't even real <laughs> yeah. with the colors from, from, from the Marvel f- films, you know, just yeah. for me, that was, I was just so sick of, it. I just wanted to see dark black space with a yeah. you know, couple of dots here and there, you know, that's what I wanted to see. And yeah. I really like that they kept things very open ended thematically and they only touched on a few things here and there. That's what I liked. And you felt, you know, the things they were trying to convey, like, you know, feeling the feelings of loneliness and emptiness and things like that, that the characters were experiencing. You really felt that just from the visuals, just from the feel. So that's, that's what I think. That's why I liked it. Cool. Cool. Nice. Nice. Also the way they did the anti-gravity stuff that to Mm. me was like the best I've ever seen in my opinion. Lovely. All right. No, you um, didn't. You, you don't have anything to say about the gravity, because like when I was watching the movie, every time it happened, I'm like, "How do they do it? How do they do it? How do they do it?" I want to know, because it's very uh, good. It, it was very good. I think there's a few moments where they kind of forgot about it, which can be explained like a, with a sci-fi thing, like in the moon base, they're just like walking normally around. Which you could explain, okay, they have anti-gravity in the moon, and then when they walk out of the base, it's normal. But it's like there's some instances where I was like, "Do you guys ever see gravity from?" Uh, yeah, I did. And I wanted to say that for me, it was interesting because we watched it um, a month or so ago. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I, I drew a lot of parallels to that. Yeah. That, that one goes all nuts with the gravity. So, as far as me, uh, I mean, this is definitely my kind of movie. So, obviously, I enjoyed the journey. I think uh, there's some really great elements about it. Both what you guys said, I love the production design of how like realistic it's like it's like children of men kind of like the near future where it's realistic enough that's really relatable and it's not you know crazy sci-fi thing there's definitely criticisms that i might have for it for instance i really didn't enjoy the narration i think for me personally the movie would be a lot better if that wasn't there i think a lot of the character reveal revealing moments of, of brad pitt of inner thoughts could have been revealed like maybe a smarter way maybe mm-hmm. when he's doing his little psychiatric test or when he finally then gets to his dad he could ex- instead of the narration i think i didn't like the narration at the end to be honest i didn't like the the, the yeah. last narration is particularly i think it, a little it, too it felt to me nose. like it was added in post like they were like okay this is <laughs> like blade is runner not, yeah <laughs> it's not explaining enough because i think it would be a lot more moodier and like more mysterious mm-hmm. like you wouldn't understand what was his new motives yeah. i mean i don't know i'm just speculating here so so that would be and there's Another criticism that I might have is that there are a lot of aspects that seem very realistic of this movie. So then you kind of, I don't want to be the one who nitpicks as we, as we talked about in this, in this podcast a lot, but when you kind of put on like a really realistic label to your sci-fi, you can't then, you know, be mad if, <laughs> yeah. if I go and criticize of some really outrageous... CG monkeys. CG yes. monkeys were okay. You know what, you know what uh, I'm really about no, that part? No, the CG baboon was not okay. The CG baboon. I mean, it was okay. It, it took me out. Like, it, like <laughs> I don't know about you, but like every time I see like a computer generated creature, yeah, I feel like they look great. But when they start moving, and this is me preaching again, and I've been preaching this for years and years and <laughs> years, and I always baboons. feel like not against the baboons, but like hand Why animation is difficult, and it's solely dependent on the skill and experience and 
uh, trial and error of the animator doing mm-hmm. it. So it's it's very human. It's a very human process, and therefore it's very hard to get correct a hundred percent. And that being said, I can tell when it's CG, and then it kind of takes me out of the movie. And I was like, when when he went into that, you know, when he went to check this yeah. derelict spacecraft that was not communicating anymore, they had to. It was. You know, they even say animal research uh, module. Yeah. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh no!" Because I I don't didn't know anything about this movie except that Brad Pitt was in it because of the poster, same and team, he's in space. That's, that's um, so I so so yeah, I'm looking and there's claw marks, and I'm like, oh, "Is this gonna be an alien movie now? Is this gonna be about aliens?" <laughs> and I'm gonna be disappointed because it's not gonna be that great. I don't know. And what then the him. Oh, no, yeah, no, it's okay. You feel it can finish. I'll, I'll tell you why. That's, and then, that's, and then, that's not what I wanted to say. It's something before that. And I'll, I thought it was going to be a movie about baboons outbreaking with viruses from alien something. or <laughs> It's know. baboons sending pulses from Neptune. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, they figure out a system. That would be hilarious. It's a nice little, what is it called? A, a red herring? Detour. Oh, red herring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. gives you like, oh no, it's a grand conspiracy. It's not. But it, no, I wanted to say, the funny thing is that it's not with the baboons that bother me. It's the fact that they stopped the goddamn ship in the middle of space. So no. here's how. <laughs> so here's how. Sorry. Here's how um, transplanetary um, travel works right now, and it's probably going to work for a long time since we don't have propulsion system that are strong enough. So what you use, you use the slingshot effect. You use the gravity oh. pull from planets to get a really, really strong boost, and then you just because there's a vacuum in space, so just. You just use the you maintain you know the the velocity that you gain from that, and you use that for satellites. We use that to sending things to Mars. That's why you know things go to Mars only Mars. You know, there's specific time of the year because the planets align, and you can just oh. use the slingshot and send things you know across, uh, you know, okay. a greater okay. speed. So 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 they they go from the moon and they're flying, and then just like like a car break. Oh, let's just stop this really fast, you know. <laughs> And you I, I didn't know. I didn't to, to think start. of that. <laughs> and it's all. like normally I wouldn't care, but it's like you know you start. Yeah, off you're this making whole it realistic, real, right? Yeah, yeah, like the whole moon base, and it's like you know it's like they got great comments about like you know 120 dollars for the for the pillow and the blanket, right? <laughs> and it's right. just like the commercials and everything. So it's for me, it was like, come on, guys, come on, you know, push, push a little bit further. Well, Let's, on, on that note, to be honest, I have to say that like if we're comparing this to Gravity. Gravity was a very uh, cool experience, the movie, mm-hmm. but I actually really liked how they handled things here much better, in my opinion. G- give me like a, what, what do you mean specifically? Uh, I think maybe it's more of like, you know how in this movie there are very, you know, um, not, I don't want to say like, yeah, like not very possible things that happen to Brad Pitt and, you know, he, <laughs> he, he escapes and these are all sort of improbable things, which is okay mm-hmm. for the sake of the story. But I don't know, just like overall how they handled all the technology and the feel. You don't really, I didn't concentrate so much on it. Like maybe like you did, for instance, with the proposer and stuff Mr. like that. Mr. Spaceman. It, to me, it felt like, oh, this is great. They figured all this stuff out in the future. Great. But okay. for, <laughs> yeah. some reason, for some reason, in gravity. Yeah, they figured it all out in the future. In gravity, it almost feels like it is supposed to be modern day and, and realistic, but I had less of a sense of like, wow, like this is so, you know, you know, um, it, it didn't feel so tangible. It felt more okay. Sort of just like the oh. stuff, like how they're moving through space and getting to yeah, rockets and, how, like, and everything. The main character, okay. you know, escapes and how she manages to do things. I don't know. It just felt a little, a little less. It took me out. I didn't see it. So there you go. 
Uh, I would recommend seeing. Gra- I mean, I'm not, they're not gonna. I wanted to mention one more thing. Uh, yeah, what do you want to say? I don't know as much about space travel as Tim, mm-hmm. because but I did notice that Neptune's ring was incredibly small, incredibly <laughs> dense as well. Oh, uh, right, it should be like super r- not dense, right? Yeah, you I have mean, think like, about it. Yeah, go. No, it's like I think you have. If you look at like Neptune, I think it's sort of uh, like three percent is of material of the actual rings. Mm-hmm. So if you look at that, you know, it's not it's that that is not that much stuff you could. By the way, since really... you are men of science, uh, yeah. is, uh, we are men of science. <laughs> is Neptune a gas planet or no? Uh, I don't remember um, if it is well, a gas planet. It's not a gas giant. Science. Like Jupiter, but um, Jupiter, I am not sure. I can check, but here's you, you know what 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 kind of bugged me for that? Um, da, 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 da. Yeah, is it a giant? It's a what? Neptune is well, the eighth farthest known flat planet than from the sun. Uh, Uranus, so you know, Uranus. Know. <laughs> <laughs> remember that? Remember that Futurama joke? That's so funny because like. They're yeah. looking at the planets, and uh, and uh, Fry goes Uranus, and like no, 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 they don't. We don't call it Uranus. You know, so finally, the scientist in the twenty fifth <laughs> century finally decided to, to to rename it to end that horrible joke, you know, about Uranus. And he's like, "What do you call it now? Eurectum." <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> um. Anyway, so uh, but in that whole sequence, I I find it hilarious. Like, there's. There's like plot elements that kind of feel written, like when he's um, entering his spe- that spaceship, he's just like, "Oh no, there goes my space pod!" Like, w- like could you, you just like tether it or something? Yeah. I mean, I understand well, he's excited and to to finally see his dad and everything, but that excited. I thought he was scared to death. Well, okay, listen. whichever, whichever. It just it mm-hmm. felt funny. You could see it like. Oh, like that's gonna be a plot point. He's gonna try try to figure out how to go back. Well, it's interesting. You had that uh, perspective. My perspective was totally different. I thought that Brad Pitt's character at that point was going through so much stuff, and plus the accident to killing of mm-hmm. those people on the spaceship. I thought he was going through like tremendous amount of guilt and things like this. So maybe he was even thinking. I thought his character was thinking this might be the final endpoint. That's for what maybe. I thought too. I thought he, that I makes thought sense. he's already like was gonna go meet his dad, solve this, but going back. Probably not a chance he's gonna make it. Like so. a reckless abandonment, like just like almost, going. almost, almost like she's just going, and this is the most important thing, last thing he has to get done. Getting back, he's not even thinking about it. So that's why he let go of that capsule. That was my interpretation. Cool, cool. All right, so um, we, I guess we can talk about it like this randomly, but um, yeah. Any any thoughts um as far as because there's like obvious sections I w- I would put it through like you got the earth part you got the moon part the mars part and then the rings of neptune hmm. um as far as the earth part uh it, it was it was really nice watching that and just like the government yeah, buildings nice. and everything it just felt super realistic it was uh it was pretty cool i mean i we, we can talk about it when we watch the second we talk about the second movie but there was like a lot of uh, similarities. Oh man, <laughs> yeah, similarities yeah. This. It, was, it was ridiculous. Um, but the moon, I, I really enjoyed. I think after the Mars part, 
I kind of started to question a little bit of the science fiction stuff, but I was really impressed with the Moonbase. I think that that one, it's something that I haven't seen uh, mm-hmm. in a while in like a film, a science fiction movie. It reminded yeah, me. Yeah, no a lot one cares of, about the moon anymore. Yeah, it's true, moon. But even just like that sort of realistic base, which is not like super. Like, there's these great shows on Netflix and everything that I watch that have like the far, far future where it's realistic. You know, it's lived in, and these bases are not like very Star Trekky. But it is the fat. You know, the far, far, far future. It's not like the immediately. They remind me a lot of. Um, I read this book. It's a trilogy. I read only the first book and kind of got bored in the second one. It's the Mars trilogy. It starts with the. Uh, Red, red Mars, and it goes to Green Mars and Blue Mars. Hmm. I would recommend it. It's about um, colonizing Mars, and it's the. It starts off with the. With the first people who are sent, it's like a group of like scientists and everyone, and they're sent off uh, to the Mars to colonize it, and it's you know starting off with the difficulties of, of, of you know living there and everything, but the grand conspiracy is that on that ship there was a stowaway, the Coyote. Um, who starts off his own colony on Mars, and then do oh, no. it in like generations, like generations of the people, and you know their kids and their offspring, and and um, how how it develops the the culture, and it, it it's just pretty crazy, like pretty hard hard sci fi, and, and this this movie kind of reminded me a lot. The, even talking about the space the space elevator, there's this great event um, in the book where they build build a space elevator on Mars to to have easy access you know delivering goods up into the spaceships you know without using fuel to get off the gravity like that's the main benefit of a space elevator but the uh the counter terrorists so no the terrorists of the you know the movement the free mars whatever they blow it up so they're so 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 the elevator kind of cracks and uh, breaks apart and then it starts falling onto the earth and it's so long, it kind of goes almost all around the planet. So are you telling me the elevator goes from Mars to Earth? No, no, no. The Mars it goes up to where gravity isn't strong enough, right? Oh, okay. You, you build like an elevator because basically the, the thing you want to save on is well, the most of the fuel that you waste on... Entering the atmosphere? Just leaving the gravity of, 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 mm-hmm. of the planet because that's you need the most power. Once you're in vacuum, gotcha. gravity's not controlling, you don't need that much power. So to save on that, you build an elevator, which uses, you know, the elevator system. Things goes down, it pulls things up. You know, you kind of mm-hmm. use the power of... Mm-hmm. But anyway, they blow The power it up, of love. And it keeps falling and just falls on the equator, like just around the earth. And there's like the great belt. And like, that's part of the story. And sometimes the characters visit it. I don't know. I just want to recommend that. Oh, yeah, really that, cool. that sounds really cool. What's it called? Uh, it's the, the Mars, Mars trilogy. trilogy. I think it's Red Mars is the first book I think called. These that was the most interesting. By Kim Stanley Robinson. Exactly. Available in audiobook as well. But watch first out. There's a lot of 1992. So there's a lot of descriptions of of of. Oh, charts. No, 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 not charts. It's just like, and then the Mars sun was gleaming red as the. It goes on forever. <laughs> I was like, sometimes I was just like, what is this? Just stop. I mean, I understand you want to, you know, it's a foreign planet. And it, it goes, the trilogy goes to like <laughs> well, Terraforming Mars and Red and Mars it, is 501 pages. It's Tim's blue Mars, amazing. 571. Blue yeah. Mars, 616. I, so I give up halfway through Green Mars, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't make the journey. No, I didn't. So speaking of which, books, it's yeah. going to take some time. Yeah. Speaking mm. of which, did anyone think about like Apocalypse Now? That's what the story felt like to me in this movie. Oh. Like the Odyssey? The. 
the Greek tale, right? Oh, I don't know. I just isn't I just that isn't that what that's based on? Apocalypse Now isn't that like the Odyssey? I thought it was based on the Heart of Darkness, which is a novel. Oh, but I guess that's like you know the the travels of of you know right, going right. Going Odysseus, Odysseus, you. But then he has to come back home. That's true. Let's kind of just go, goes to goes to his because like dad. I thought it was like when I was watching the movie I was like hmm, this feels a lot like Space Odyssey this is like not Space Odyssey like Apocalypse Now because he has to meet <laughs> his dad and his dad might be like crazy like Kurtz in in Apocalypse Now and that's his dad no in now? okay no, no yeah, it's yeah, not yeah, but yeah no it's not it's just a crazy color whatever like yeah a crazy guy sergeant. who's like out in the wilderness somewhere you know <laughs> and so I thought it was the same thing and man when. Um, the final confrontation happened when he meets his dad yeah. in the, that space station. Everything's turned off. There's dead bodies floating around and he's there. And I was so afraid it was going to turn into the cheesy sort of, no, my plans or something, mm-hmm. you know, it's going to be like a, a fist fight or they're like going to start choking like, each other. Not stop me. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm, that was, I was so afraid of that. Me too. I had yeah. the same feeling. Uh, <clears throat> But it, but it's interesting that the 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 final showdown it's it's kind of anticlimactic climactic but in a good way it's just usually you I guess what were your thoughts throughout the movie what were you expecting the thing to be is he going to find his father um, you know um, because it, I think the it's kind I of feel like it, up, because it's because it's Tommy Lee Jones he's going to find him oh that's true mm. that's true, <laughs> that's true. <I> think <laughs> they show the movie, photographs oh Tommy Lee Jones yeah yeah the more they sort of the more we learned about what's happening, I think the more I was um, sure that he would. And I felt like that's going to be, you know, kind of the focus of the film. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really, I didn't really think that that okay, would happen. Okay, you thinking, thinking in front. Because I, it's interesting that it kind of w- way played out. It, it wasn't, you know, the cheesy, oh, I did it all for you. So mm-hmm. then you can be a future. It's it's just like I, I wanted to prove there's aliens and I didn't care about anything else and I didn't find them and I don't want to go back. Mm-hmm. Fuck you, Brad Pitt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It I was mean, interesting. It was, um, I didn't care for you. Yeah, it was. A, it was, it, and then very you know, nonchalantly, he didn't even save him. It's just like, yeah, it's just that. I, I don't mean, know. You I'm, can, I'm wondering. For what, me, what I could your... understand his perspective. He just felt like if he's not like. I don't know. Like, if I was him, I would be like, "Why would I go back to Earth if I'm? This is my entire right. mission." Yeah, because I'm, the, the I'm not going to kill was... anybody to do it, but I'm. <laughs> but still, it's like I well, feel like this is my duty to go and keep going and until I die. So yeah. why would I go back and be a failure because I failed on my mission? So that's how I understood mm-hmm. what because the he father was going like, through. Thought that his research wasn't completed, you know, and he thought he's going to keep going until he because yeah. he was so convinced. You know, and I think they didn't even actually answer that question in the film because <clears throat> he brought back like fo- data and photographs that there wasn't any intelligent life. Yes. But obviously, the movie didn't say conclusively because Brad Pitt, I think, a little bit jumped to conclusions. He's like, "Well, he's like, now you know that there are no, there is no intelligent <laughs> life." But I think again, like, wasn't there some limit to like uh, Tommy Lee Jones's character? Like, he, he can't see. I mean, it's. I mean, his face right, is so big. Like, it's so big. You know, he did search a couple of planets that are close, but like the space yeah. is so big. Like, I mean, it's so there's vast. a good chance there's nothing around us in the you know yeah. surrounding galaxies just because the space between galaxies is so big. Yeah. You know, he but got I, a little bit closer, but I like the 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 juxtaposition because Brad Pitt's character, you know, he was a man of space too, mm-hmm. somewhat. 
But, a man you know, of space. A man of science, I mean, a man of space. But I think he, over he was time, a good spaceman. He even put to shame the deputy of the ship when he had to land yes, for him. Yes, yes, he was a good spaceman. <laughs> the guy sucked. Uh, but his perspective was like, <laughs> who, you know, who? I think. The co pilot, whatever, co the rocket. Yeah, those guys basically are kind of them. annoying. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. They, well, they should have put, like, if this was the most important uh, mission, they should have put someone more. Trainable. I mean, it was a secret one, wasn't it? That's true. Maybe that's why they couldn't get the top boys. That's true. Uh, I want to say <laughs> that Brad boys. Pitt's perspective was that, you know, yes, maybe, or maybe not, but he, that wasn't his sort of, he, he was, that wasn't something that was going to determine the course of, I guess, his life, right? Mm-hmm. Where Tommy Lee Jones was just a, a person who had this like one goal and, and, you know, he was done with everything else. He was totally calloused with the, you know, he, he looked at it. I think I would say it was almost like the superior to complex type thing where, Mm -hmm. you know, he was totally the opposite of humble. He was completely proud and saying like, you know what, I'm going to find the answers. All these petty, stupid humans back home are just doing stupid things. He's like, I'm going to go, you know, be the one to look beyond, you know, and yeah. then in doing that, he totally, and that's kind of the point of the movie, right? He missed yeah. what was in front of him, you know, his kid, his wife, and so on. And the narrator had to tell us this. Brad Pitt had to that's tell right. us. Brad Pitt had to tell us. Yeah. Otherwise, we wouldn't know. We we wouldn't know. I mean, it was too too far fetched to think his personal <laughs> journey. Yeah, that's that's. But again, I, I like the 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 tone the movie conveyed because it really did feel sort of. It, it felt like a, it was like this very lonely experience in my interpretation of it you know and and i like how they show at the beginning right like it's they're so hopeful this crew that's going on to search for intelligent life and it's like everything's happening and he's so excited right (laughs) and there's like even references like to god and stuff like that right like oh this is gonna be so hopeful and then you know towards the end you just realize like my goodness you know these guys are up there for 16 years like yeah i have three questions empty It, it was kind of interesting to see because it was like that's also kind of what happens uh, sometimes with, with any project, right? Like you're so excited at the beginning and then over time, like it just, people aren't interested, nothing happens, it's desolate yeah. and it's it's sad. It makes you so yeah. sad, right? When it's not when, working when, out, yeah, you either go like, okay, we'll give up and everything. Or and this you, is like the biggest question, right? In the universe, yeah. like, is there life? But it, it that was something they conveyed really well. When Brad Pitt mm-hmm. gets there, it's like, wow, like this is just so sad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You but get some questions. They did get to ne- they did go to Neptune. That's pretty cool. That's true. Did they go to I Neptune? You could bring a telescope there and then shoot into more, you know, like farther into the galaxy. I mean, I, I I'm a little bit questioning call? that why didn't they just shoot like a like a nuclear missile that just go all the way to Neptune and blow it up? But still, why did they have to bring? I, it I guess they wanted to keep him alive. Um, they wanted. They didn't want to kill. No, no, no. But Kurt. he remember he the crew. Oh, they wanted to like rescue him and just blow up. Yeah. The, I mean, he's yes. a hero. Remember that? Everyone they, loves him. But no, well, they no, knew. But they, they, found they, knew out that he they knew. They knew he lost his damn mind. They yeah, did. but even no, so, before, I don't before, think before. Even before, they knew. I don't. Oh know yeah, it was secret, that. wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a okay, secret, yeah. and they didn't want to let everyone know that he lost his damn mind. So they made him. Oh, he's lost, but he's a hero, right? Did you guys catch oh, okay. when that happened? The murders. The murders. Yeah, I think it was, was just like when they reached Neptune, probably. Because no, oh. here, here, here's the thing. They 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 reached Neptune, and the guys were like, they did tests because they were like, and and they didn't find anything. So the guys were like, ah, oh, this doesn't make any sense. Let's go home. And he was like, no, we must continue. So they tried to do like a coup, we'll go to and Pluto, they were, and they were messing with. Pluto's the not a planet. <laughs> 
they were messing with the with the propulsion system, right? And they broke it, and he got angry, so he killed them. But then he couldn't fix the propulsion system, and he was messing around with it, which caused the pulses. Mm-hmm. Because I was confused, because there was a lot of uh, intercutting between him being sort of younger and him being older. I couldn't tell. Oh, when exactly did he yeah. kill them? It could be anywhere it later, from maybe. first year to 16 year. Like, they could have just yeah. stopped at Neptune. Like, it doesn't mean like, oh, they traveled to Neptune. Because I think it's at like 70, 90, 90 days for Brad Pitt from Mars to yeah to Neptune. So, I so think... wait, were they supposed to travel even further? I, 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 don't, I didn't catch that. I mm, think really I, I just They know... didn't get to Pluto. <laughs> Phil, you and your Pluto. You're in your... Pluto's the Pluto planet. Disney. Well, you want to ask some questions, Philip? Yeah. I did. I have three questions. All right. Okay. So, first one was, how far into the future is this? Because if, um, I was always wondering that because they said it's the near future, but considering Tommy Lee Jones, Clifford, the big red space cadet, mm-hmm. went to, um, to, to Neptune, what was it, 37 years Ago? What? Was no, that 16. what it was? What? 16. 16 years. Wait, what? Yeah. Yeah, like, like, so that, wait, no, that doesn't make sense because that would make Brad Pitt 26. 30. Yeah. 30. That would make Brad, hmm. Brad Pitt 30. And he's not he's, 30. He's no, 15. like, it was, it was like, th- let me see. I'm, I'm looking at Wikipedia here. Check Let's it, check see. it, check Real it, check quick. it. Check the deets. But, but guys, I, I did find an interesting fact, right? Remember Lima that project, uh, na- National Geographic magazine where he where it says, like, is there life out there? And the dad character wrote, like, yes, 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 in marker. Remember that? Yes, 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 yes. ship. That is actually a real cover of National Geographic oh, yeah. from, I think, around 2004. So if you do it the says, math, It says on the Wikipedia 2014. This it's is 20, ba- 2020. No, he no, 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 no. The, the National Geographic article. Oh, sorry, 14. I'm sorry, yeah, Phil. 2014. Okay. Thank you. Yes. Sorry, I don't want to. So plus 16, you. that's 2030. Okay. I mean, sure. I mean, sure. I don't let's, know. Let's Whatever. go. 16 yeah, years? Yeah. Let me think. Let me see. <laughs> 16. I think, I'm pretty sure they I heard. I heard he said years. 37. He, he said something like 27, 31 years ago or something. Wow. Oh, okay. Because okay. I just remember from like. He was lost for 16 years, you know, that's, that's what, right? Yeah, that's they, what they stopped, too. like, didn't, uh, man, I can't okay. see any. I think it's uh, not super important. Well, I can't remember, but I, that's, yeah. that was one of my questions. I just wanted to know how far into the future this is, because mm-hmm. when I heard, like, 30 years, I was like, okay, that, that must mean that this must be, like, 2057 or 2070 mm-hmm. or something like that. That's I mean, what I, I thought. I that important. So, I, so yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the other one was, did, because this was unclear, did... Um, did Roy, did he, um, do like a sleep? Like, did he, did he sleep for those nine, what was that? 91 days on the way there to get to Neptune. Remember he was putting that feeding tube in his belly? Yeah, yeah. I, I thought, and I thought, I thought, I thought he was preparing to sort of like hibernate to do a cryostasis kind of deal because... Well, I on the way tell. back, it felt like cheated. a montage. He was just like, and, and he has a beard. Like that was like the cheat. Yeah. It's been okay. a long time. Yeah, I think so. Probably. I mean, I don't know. I think I, he was I, up. He was just leaving normally. I thought that's that's nuts, man. Ninety-one days. I wouldn't be able to do that. No, I, I think <laughs> no. I think he was like put into like. I'm pretty sure you can put yourself into like sort of hibernation even now. Really, like put yourself into like a lower state of. Yeah, your like, lower your heartbeat. His heartbeat doesn't I mean, go very high. I mean, if you think about it, right? If you anyway. are, um, if you suffer a, a coma, right? Isn't that similar? Yeah, I mean, like like a like a 
manual induced coma. Like that's pretty yeah. dangerous. But so, maybe in yeah, ten years they figured out how to how to do it. I know. I like, yeah, so I like that. Was all, that was my question, and I have one more question. But go on. Yeah, what's your question? I just want to say that no, no, before you ask Jacob. the question, I just want to say that I like the idea that there wasn't any cryo sleep, because then it was like adding to the idea that you know now uh, Brad Pitt's character has to sort of think about the things that he did and <laughs> for you know, ninety one days. It makes it, but <laughs> listen, you. it makes it very intense. Like that's a very yeah. you know when I was watching it was it was like heavy. It was like Oof, man, like that's it's really yeah. intense. Like he's he's preparing a speech for his papa. Okay, Jacob. I mean, you can you can you can we have ask your the director. Can opinion, we get him on I the can podcast? have mine. We should. We should. Yeah. Uh, James Gray, come over. J- James um, Gray. And my third question. Mm-hmm. Did you notice that Brad Pitt's beard was CG? And no, no, was it? Yeah, looked I fun. Mean, to me, it looked like it was computer generated. I'm like, oh, it's I didn't notice. Too. I thought it was just real or um, it was just funny to me i noticed it because it was like he's clean shaven the inner time and he's like spending days on spaceships and all of a sudden he's like beard man (laughs) it felt like it don't don't worry it took him a long time you nerds looking at this here's the beard to prove it it's too trimmed too but yeah i really i did think that that is a cg beard and and Mm -hmm. I'm going to see if I'm right because it really looked CG and I felt like, ooh, people are going to know, but I guess yeah. no one did. <laughs> While you um, search for the fake beard, I have one last nitpick that I want to. It's not mm-hmm. a nitpick. It, and it's a coincidence that it's a set dressing. So when he's on Mars, he goes to this special room with a microphone to send the message, right? To right. his papa, a radio message. Now, what... What got me questioning this whole device and this whole idea of him have to send this special message from Mars was the fact that the room he was in, I recognized. Yeah, it was like, it was one of the most quietest rooms in the world. Exactly. I remember watching a YouTube video when these guys go and it's like the most quietest room. I was like, mine is DB where, and it's just done for testing of of like waves, sound waves. And And it's just, it's hilarious. It got me thinking like, Okay, so if this is the most quietest room, and now they have it on Mars, why the hell is he there? Like, what did, did like that? Yeah. that serves no purpose except it looks cool as hell. That's the only like right. that's like like the Hollywood thing just kind of kicked in there for a second. Like, what's the point? <laughs> what his message needs to be super like no echo. Is this you know, the one? It says Echo Industries is an acoustics noise control company founded in 1952, uh, and yeah, they probably. say they say um, wait one second. It's called quietest room on earth i see on yeah, wikipedia yeah. It has these like um foam. look at the photos you'll recognize immediately yeah you see the the grid floor because because the cushioning and the uh the sound yeah the, the grid the floor yeah, goes, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 see so you think yeah, that's actually yeah. that's how i know i noticed that too yeah it's the same like, oh, right, cool. either it's inspired by it but it look exactly like it but it was just funny to me that he's there but like, yeah. well, like I understand. What's like the Mars point? Is, yeah, Mars is closer to Neptune, right? So I guess the signal reaches there. But like, it's just like, come on, <laughs> just, no, you can just do it from the moon, man. Like, right, right. What the signal also, needs extra couple? Of, like, the Neptune is so far away from Mars compared to <laughs> when, they, Earth, when they went like, to that's Mars. Hilarious. Yeah, when they went to Mars, I thought. Oh yeah, this reminds me of uh, Doom. <laughs> Remember Doom? <laughs> oh, yeah. Remember Mars? I was thinking the zombie yeah. aliens. Dude, I wish I wish there was a good 
Doom movie. I wish that like, but oh, there's know, a new one coming out. Did you know that? But are they doing the demon thing? I mean, they better do the demon thing. You know, you know what's the story of of, of Doom? Okay, <laughs> yeah, it's right? demons yeah, from hell like coming demons, into they, they Mars. attack Mars and they <laughs> the portal's been opened. Yeah, basically, they're trying to they're rebuilding a portal system to travel through planets, uh, like you know, like fast travel, right? But accidentally, they work on this portal instead of oh, that's right, uh, putting the portal portal from Mars to I think it's Earth. They they open up a portal to hell, and just demons keep crawling in, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and kill everyone. And Doom guy, he's like, screw this, and he starts killing all the all the all the demons, which is amazing premise, and I can't believe. Yeah. Also, it reminded me of. Um, did you guys watch a movie? Shit, I need to remember what's it called. It's uh, it's it's with Alan Grant. Mm-hmm. What's the what's the actor's name? Sam Sam Neil. Sam Neil. It's called Event Horizon, right? Yes. Oh, you need to watch that. Phil, did you watch that? No, but I I I had a friend whose name was it. Thomas Wack, and we kept talking about Event Horizon because he watched it many times, and I'm like, yeah, someday I'm gonna just wake up in the together. middle of the night and go, for the podcast, guys, yeah. Event Horizon. It's got some uh, hilarious CG, but I remember watching this when uh, I was like, when I was younger. Scarred me for life, man. Really, the scene, some scenes. Yeah, because I watched this when I was like ten oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. ish, eleven, twelve. Lawrence Fishburne is in. Oh yeah, I remember, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and Jason Isaac. I don't remember if I. Oh well, I think I think it's a it's a good movie. But there's there's some there's some creepy ass imagery, and I think the thing is the same. They were like trying to do interstellar travel, but instead of going through like a, they just went through some weird freaky ass dimension, and the ship came back, and it's just all whack. That's, that's yeah, cool. it's the only movie that um, Paul W S Anderson well, made that was apparently images, really good. It's like some brutal stuff and. Like there's like the, the 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 there's like floating bodies and there's there's just some weird imagery. What I need to watch this again. I haven't seen this in long ass time. I think it's on Netflix what? by the way. It is it's like I some think, kind of yeah. quasi horror. Oh, it is. Yeah, it's a horror. horror. It, it's ah, uh, uh. it is a horror sci-fi. I guess I don't know. Definitely. Yeah, there was there was some when I was watching this um, at Astra. It kind of reminded me of some stuff like, oh, is it going to be like that? Especially when like the monkeys kicked in. Yeah, like, that was yeah. giving that sort of vibe like. There's gonna be something sinister, like portal to hell. <laughs> you know, not maybe portal to hell, but like uh, uh, Tommy Lee Jones went beyond, and you know, yeah. And he's came back, and he's all like half demon, half alien. Yeah, oh, like, man, I'm so glad it's not that. I kill all humans. Well, let's see. So here's the here's that. the here's the blurb. So, Venturizen in 2047, a group of astronauts are sent to investigate and salvage the starship Event Horizon which disappeared mysteriously seven years before on its maiden voyage. With its return, the crew of the Lewis and Clark discovers the real truth behind the disappearance of the event horizon and something even more terrifying. Exactly, see? Something even more terrifying. So yeah, there is a there is a Doom movie coming out called Doom Annihilation. There you wait, go. Wait, wait. The little tagline is "Infinite space, infinite terror." terror. I knew it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't think anyone can reach the great tagline of "No one can hear you scream in space." No, oh, man, yeah, that's, that's so good. It's just too good. God damn, <clears> is there anything else we wanted to add about Ad Astra? Oh, um, look at your pun! Look at your pun. The music was great. I like the sound design. The music. Uh, a friend of mine, of his name is Patrick. A few times. Yeah, I wanted to ask. I didn't see Interstellar. Tim, you have, I believe. <gasps> yeah. And <gasps> what, what was that for? Would you say without spoiling it, like, is 
Do you feel some similarities, some differences, mm -hmm. different I mean, categories? There, there's a lot more similarities to Solaris, I would say, and, mm -hmm. and 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 it's funny just watching these two movies and thinking about other sort of personal journey through sci-fi kind of movies, just how it all kind of goes back to Solaris. Yeah. But um, uh, it's 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 a classic thing of of a really amazing movie, and then and then just the director pisses me off at the end. Mm. Because he just he can't handle he just has to Hollywood tie it up in a knot he can't yeah. he can't leave it open ended and he right. just can't he just can't uh, you know help himself I just I I I I just I, I don't understand why what why he does it you know it's a good question I don't know um you know he like especially with Solaris it's like well there's 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 some stuff but it's like I'm just you know I'm just like Nolan please. Come on. Please see. Be greater. Be <laughs> Please greater. see. But a lot of people go see his movie. And I think, you know, remember when Inception came out and we're like, oh my God, it's so confusing. Isn't it amazing? Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah that. Like that's, that's what you get out of that. That That's the, you know, at least I really want to know. Yeah. What, yeah. There are a lot of people that were so like, they were mad at the ending of um, Inception because mm -hmm. is it real or not? <laughs> and I hate it yeah. so much. Yeah, yeah. Make up your own mind. That's the whole point. Just, just the whole point of the ending. Just, just decide. What do you think? That's the whole point. You just, I don't. Uh, yeah. Uh, 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 I don't know what else I would want to say. I don't know um, anything personal that. I, like, here's the thing. Like these two movies that I watched today are the type of movies that. Um, and I would like to add another movie that's sort of similar in the vein that came out a couple of couple of years ago. It's um, it's a rival. It's a sort mm -hmm. of similar kind of ah. It's the journey. alien language film. Yep, personal journey through science fiction to Denny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, let's let's not let's not go down that path. But are you excited for Dune? Yeah, man, so much. <laughs> but let's let's okay. But but here's the thing: it, it's one of those movies that. It does two things to you. Is is one? It puts you. I don't know. This could. This is a subjective kind of uh, opinion here. But when watching a movie like that, it puts you in a strange mood, where for the next couple of days, your uh, sensitivity of surroundings and life kind of heightens. What movie you does? Just, uh, these kind of movies. Oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Solaris or this or or Arrival or Space Odyssey two thousand one or whatever it is, where where it's a it's a personal journey. That kind of questions, you know, reality and philosophy and, and kind mm -hmm. of things through sci-fi when, when it's like slow and, it, and it, there's a lot of like kind of uh, mood things going well, on and environment. And it's just like, I feel for a couple of days, like I question everything and I'm thinking about my life mm -hmm. and I'm thinking about, you know, what my beliefs. Like it, it's pretty crazy. That's, that's yeah. one thing that what a movie does. And the second one is that gets the conversation going. Like if you talk to someone about a movie, it's like, Ooh, you know. Well, I think what's interesting about movies like this uh, in the setting when it has to deal with space and the universe, I think that's, you know, you can't go bigger than that, right? Yeah. And so that's why I think when they explore these ideas and these journeys, it really, I mean, it's the same thing for me, like when you look at a photo of Earth, right? Or something mm -hmm. like that, or of, of distances in the universe of planets and stuff like that. It just naturally gets you thinking about these things, right? And you suddenly, a lot of the stuff you just zoom out and be like, oh my goodness, like, why, why was I worrying about something so stupid? You know, stuff yeah. like that. You start thinking about stuff. And you're like, man, like, okay, you know, 
if if you know space is so huge like such a tiny part of that like my goodness yeah and i think to me it's it's personally because it kind of matches with my own ideology it's like people mm-hmm. look at space and they're like oh you know like it's so big and 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 it's so it, you know must mean something greater or mm-hmm. you know like oh we're so, or or the opposite oh we're so insignificant oh we're just like you know we're trash like let's 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 all be depressed and everything but to me yeah. it's like exactly the same with the movie it's like yeah we're we're so insignificant and that's why you should treasure your little existence mm-hmm. you know or your real reality or your little life you know right. it's but it's, i it's think a rarity also, and i would and it's like you know it's like it's it's not a it's not a bad thing that we're so yeah. insignificant well and i would also would add just that it makes you kind of focus on the things that are important yeah. to you more it puts things a little more in perspective it reminds you of certain things uh rather than you know sometimes you get wrapped up in little things where this sort of helps i think sometimes remind you of of the important things yeah. in your personal life well second time brad yeah. pitt in uh in uh, right. in a movie that you chose that's right he was i was thinking lead. about this i was thinking i was listening to a podcast and and somebody asked the question hey what's your what's a what's a what's a uh actor that you'll go see a movie no matter what the movie is because you'll mm. know the movie will be good because that's a good of the question. actor nicholas cage the thing is i was thinking <laughs> I was thinking of Brad Pitt. He's been a really good run for the last maybe 10, 20 years. I know mm-hmm. in the 90s he he did some kind of like I'm hot Brad Pitt kind of stuff. You know, maybe you could count Mr. and Mrs. Smith into that. But like since he got older, it's like that dude's just knocking it out of the park. And he, and he definitely has a few characters. He's got the sexy, cool Brad Pitt. He's got the serious, like, do you, do you remember the, the, um, the big short? Yes. Brad Pitt's in it, like he's the old dude, he's like the old cow. Yeah, totally different like, character than he totally, really like, I need to see that movie. He's like I that dude. It to you, Phil. And then he's I know, got, I know. Then he's got the great character, the the twelve monkeys. I'm kooky, Brad Pitt. Oh, and, oh yeah. And this character comes up a few times. Like he, I think he's in. Uh, there's bits of him sometimes, but he he does this like this like kind of like OCD kind of like tick kind of weirdo and and I hope hopefully before Brad Pitt you know retires we get to get to see that character one more time because I love that mm-hmm. crazy crazy Brad Pitt character so yeah Brad mm-hmm. Pitt came to my mind would you guys have any do you have any actors like that can't think of anything honestly at the top of my head but I'm sure Tom there Hanks are. back in the day but Tom Hanks is I don't know not, I don't know if I were a kid it'd be Brendan Fraser but oh, by, yeah. the bay, by the way, <laughs> Phil, I wanted to say what Brandon Fraser. Yeah, when I was when I was a kid, he was my favorite actor. Why? Because uh, the Mummy. Because I, I loved him in the Mummy. Yeah, George I, the I think because when I was a kid, I loved the whole Brandon you know Fraser. guns and action hero person who just He's like joking, you know, joking. He's like the cool guy, heart of gold, and. Uh, that's by the way, Phil. Didn't you tell me like Brendan Fraser? Um, like he came out of the woodworks. Out of those shadows, to him, right? Well, something he tried. Happened to him. He tried. I think he well, had like a financial you remember thing. The, didn't the he? Yeah, alimony. His wife stole all you don't know money. about the alimony? It's so sad. Yeah. Tell us. I, I want to hear. So what his wife. Um, I'm not on Wikipedia, so I don't know her name. I know, but just like summarize it. Yeah. yeah, I'm summarizing it that um, back in 2006 they filed for divorce and uh, they had to. Sp- you know, like settle it somehow in court and the court was in favor of his wife who mm-hmm. um, had him like 
pay for the their children and i think and and her and he would have to pay her every year i think it was somewhere it's a couple of hundred thousand dollars right no probably like millions a, yeah it's like a million because here's oh. the here's the problem when they do that they give you a fixed a price of a percentage of what you're making that year but let's say if you're an actor yeah, yeah, that's some the problem. Years are good and some years are bad. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah, sure. Maybe that year, you know, he had whatever mummy. It's run fast, though. A couple of millions. But then the next year, you get no deals. You have no money yeah. to pay. Him, but you still have and... to. <sighs> yep. So he was in trouble, right, for a long time? Oh, yeah. He was in trouble for a long time until 2017. Did, Did he come back? From 2006. So it's like 11 years. 11 years of... Did did the kid grow up or something or what? Yeah, I think that was that was okay. Wow. So, so no more paying. Okay, and it was it was um, fifty thousand a month, twenty five oh. for for the wife, twenty five thousand mm-hmm. uh, for child support, and nine hundred, and then an annual total of nine hundred thousand uh, wow. a year. It's almost a so, million, right? That's a lot. So almost a million a year for ten years. Yeah. That's a lot. And then you have, you have to be like Robert Downey Jr. kind of yeah. rich to, to but pull even then, off. remember what happened yeah. to Robert Downey Jr. before, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Bad, like bad stuff. Know. Yeah, bad stuff. Yeah, Crazy. you have to be. But anyway, I don't have another um, actor I can think of at the moment. But That's okay. I was trying to think of mine, and I can't think of anyone except someone right. who's like Nicolas Cage or something. Well, you, you, like, you oh, solid he actors. makes like so many movies a year. You can't watch. And I don't see any. <laughs> yeah, you don't see any. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, <clears throat> okay. That's okay. That's okay. I that, can't think of anything. That's totally fine. I was just wondering. You know, he came to like I just coincidence because I, I thought of Brad Pitt at that moment. But I think there is someone, and I can't tell. There probably is. Maybe it's a director. Maybe it's a producer. Who knows? Can't Doesn't matter. At the moment, we talked about Ad Astra. Um, any we did recommendation to whom, who to see it or mm-hmm. people like who, who like the science fiction. But then again, my friend no. Patrick, um, what? I just want to say that. I, I, go ahead no. and finish your thought. <laughs> Nothing. My friend Patrick, we were talking about Ad Astra just yesterday because we were playing mm-hmm. Monster Hunter <laughs> and, um, he liked it a lot, but mm-hmm. he, he, he also was very much inclined with Hello, like, the, Patrick. The science part of the science fiction, and that was one of the things that were bothersome to him. Mm-hmm. There, there, there are there are more. I I try to withhold my tongue. There are much <laughs> many more things that that piss me off, but it's okay. You know? I would say that I would recommend the movie if you are interested in going to the cinema for an experience. Yes, that that's a good one. That that's a good one. Seen yes. in a while, and it made me happy. And a little bit hopeful that a major <laughs> film like this uh, the, was, was the indecisiveness in between the happy? word happy was amazing. I think it's like this made me happy. <laughs> Did I say that like that? Uh, yes. Yeah. Because I think maybe it's a bit of a strong word, but I just want to say like hopeful in the sense that you go to the cinema and it, it was almost like the movie was made in a in a traditional sense, in a good traditional sense, where it was taking its time. It was being totally forward with it saying, mm-hmm. yeah. listen, you're going to sit here for two and a half hours and we're going to take you on this journey that's journey. not just about the dialogue and the plot. It's going to be like, yeah. you got to sit through this stuff and sit through it. Yeah. Think, you know, think, relate things to your life, um, you know, experience the, 
the visuals and um, whatever is happening on screen, the feel, like I said earlier. And that's what I would recommend. If you're in it for seeing a movie like that in the cinema, I would say definitely go see it. Yeah. yeah. When I w- finished watching it and he landed back on Earth, I was like, wow, I'm back on Earth. Wow. I, I kind of missed it, you know? The journey. The journey is over. Yeah. That's what it felt like to you me. Guys, also, no one talks like? about the, the moon raiders on <laughs> the gun. The moon raiders were pretty <laughs> the, intense. The moon raiders without a face shooting. They're yeah. Like, yeah. Bah, 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 bah. I don't know. Like what watching it, now, like I'm, I'm, thinking, thinking back about it, I was just a little bit like, not, you know, just looking back at that part, just like the mm-hmm. baboon. Bit strange, but <laughs> what could the raiders be doing? That's why my big question was like, what? What are space pirates? What stealing resources? What? I think so. It's it's supposed to show like, oh, it's not like all Star Trek. It's just it's just real life, you know. Yeah, I know. It's 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 a you know it's a low security place on Moon. Some people revolt and they just want to steal the rich people stuff, you know. Mm. Okay, what was just you like a reality so would you recommend recommended, Phil? Like, mm-hmm. yes, I would. Yeah. But I know that there's people who are very fidgety and they won't pay attention to it very much mm. yeah i think i think super hardcore st- uh sci-fi nerds might find the more hollywood parts to be in the way of the great story and yeah. might, might might go and recommend something older mm. as better but uh if you're a youngster if you're a youngster and uh can't uh fandom to sit through a tarkovsky movie maybe maybe this is this is a good good gateway for you and then you can move on to greater, greater things, I would assume. Event Horizon. Mm. Exactly. Event Horizon, Men in Black, and of course. <laughs> Alien. Alien. Yeah. Man, oh, I, love Alien. Smith. Alien I love Alien. Alien is pure perfection. Um, I love it. I, I would really like to know if um, the stuff that I didn't like, like the narration and stuff, was it was it studio and maybe the director try to be a little bit more bold, a little bit more courageous and make something a little bit more classic and you know outside things have, have changed it but nonetheless pretty cool movie it's yeah. nice that it was made and i'm glad yeah. i got to see it yep yes um shall we listen to a song Happy a song yes. Thank you. 
That was a nice track. It was very calming, very uh, ethereal. It was, I think it was appropriate um, yeah. for the for the episode we have and the movies that we watched. It was self-reflecting, moody, a little bit, you know, Well, tell us about who made the track. So this is by Mai Tai from Japan, a dude mm. I have discovered on Spotify. Thank you, Spotify, for suggesting this. Uh, makes kind of, I think the the inspiration is just like, Mellow, chill-out music inspired by folklore, Japanese folklore. Horror folklore mm-hmm. made oh. into sort of very relaxing music. And uh, I've been ah, listening to it so, work. So, so. It's kind of cool. Uh, I like it a lot. I like the sound that he produces. And this track is called Nami. Um, Phil, you are going to Japan, very so you nice. maybe uh, you can you can uh, correct me if I'm pronouncing any of this wrong. As a matter of fact, it's funny you mentioned that. I've been using Duolingo for the past hundred days to mm-hmm. try to get my katakana reading and memorization good. And yes, in fact, I am trying to learn as much as I can before I go there because I figure, why not? Right? Exactly. So I, all I can say is "sugoi desne." Uh, ah, sugoi desne. Don't know what that means, but uh, thank you, my neither, man. Um, uh, thank you for responding pretty quick, and we love the track. And uh, it's very totally. good. Can't hear to can't wait to hear some more music from you. It's good, so, good guys, stuff. did you know that I ran a five k? Whoa! <laughs> yeah. Wait. First time in my life. You? Oh wait, 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 wait! You you actually did it, or you're joking now? Yeah, yeah, yeah! I did. Oh, and you did just it, went. Did it. And you just went to five k. Just that's it. It was like that a, bloody man did it. It was an event where like a bunch of companies and people participated here in Zagreb. It was mm-hmm. like a you know sponsored run where everyone goes. Every you know companies go and run. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know. And there was eight thousand people, mm-hmm. kind of a lot. And I, I ran. I ran the five k. And I'm proud of myself because I did it. You better um, be proud I'll of yourself. You. I did the five k in thirty. Five minutes. Okay, let's let's do your pace. So you did five <laughs> k. Mm-hmm. Divide it. Where's divided? Wait. So we got um. Was it thirty five minutes? Yeah. No, this is the calculation. My calculations are wrong. I'll, I'll tell. You, I'll tell you. I'll tell you now. And this is online. The results are online. I'll show you. Okay. So so what's your pace? What is it? I'll tell you now. You guys talk for a second. Oh, okay. So it's, so it's five kilometers for 35. So it's a seven. That's that's pretty good. Okay. That's pretty good for yeah. the first time. That's pretty good for a first time. Yeah, yeah I think I'm it, I impressed, think Jacob. I thought good. you were going to, like, I thought you were going to be exhausted and like, oh, can't. Here how how so are you legs the next day? Yeah, seven minutes and eight seconds. The pace, average speed is eight kilometer, eight and a half kilometers an hour. Okay. I, I'm not, I'm not, I minutes. Okay, that's pretty good. Yeah, I, I don't know I'm the surprised. speed. I usually just go by pace. That's what usually yeah. runners. Yeah, I was surprised. I it was hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, I took only like a couple of breaks to walk, and that was like maybe two minutes, three minutes max. That's what uh, Ma- kind of maybe slowed five. down your your pace. I think I think you probably had like six point five is your natural mm-hmm. when you're running. I think the mm-hmm. slowing the, was, when you start walking, your pace kind of takes a little bit of a dive. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was interesting and the question was how sore was i pretty sore the yeah. next day do you just have any like blisters? walking just like no it was no? fine good shoes then good, shoes. good job i it's annihilated great, the my... shoes costed That's like great, uh, man. 20 20 so <laughs> <laughs> all right 
the first time I ran 12k, I annihilated my female nail. It, it, it died. Oh, <laughs> you mean toenails? Toe, sorry, yeah, toenail, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, I was wondering. Man, 12k, I, I think, oof. That's... Yeah, but it's just a natural progression, you know, people run didn't cl- you, marathons. Didn't you, you know? run a couple of times as well, like... Uh... These um, at these events or something, I remember. Some yeah, photos. yeah, they're, they're around town and everywhere. Usually, like my my kind of like perfect run is like 10k. That's like after that, I'm like I'm too exhausted. And you know, people run you know marathons and everything, but like a 10k yeah. is a pretty good run for me, especially like in the hills. Like there's some crazy ones. Wow. So 10k, up, up you, 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 I'm guessing your time would be like an hour ish or something or what for 10k. Um, my my pace my pace I usually try to keep is five. Wow. Wow. I mean, yeah, that's, that's like good. that's my that's my standard. Um I that's would love good. to go under five, like a four, but like you have to do oh. interval trainings for that. I'm just really bad at that. I can I can do like a five K maybe in four, but that'll be like a stretch. Yeah. I'll be pretty wow. exhausted after that. Big stretch. A stretch. Yeah, you have to like it's mm, yeah. Breathing and just getting your muscles. <laughs> no the muscles. Your when muscles. you do when you do when you do like Big when you have elevation gain runs. Like breathing is not mm-hmm. the problem. The the freaking muscles are the problem because you're going up the hill and you need that strength to oh, to get yeah. that body. Like like you have no idea how much incline changes how much strength you need. It, it's just pretty good, crazy. Well, that's but, the thing because when we we're when we we're running, I was wondering, my goodness, if I were going even slightly uphill, this would be. <laughs> you can feel any percent, just any percent yeah. increase, and you can feel that it's like because I think the, the 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 math of it is like it does actually add a lot of. You know, more strength. I'm sure. Need. Strain. So that was my news I wanted to share. And That's I pretty cool. That's pretty I, awesome, I dude. Jacob. So, yeah. I'm pretty, very good. Very when good. you come next time, <laughs> I got Jacob some pretty you. cool, pretty, pretty like a nice uh, 7K run up a hill and down here. That I love. <laughs> Maybe we should do it. But you should join. You would enjoy it because it's through nature. You know, it's no concrete, so it's nice. Nice. Nice Well, uh, the good ground. thing about these runs is like, even if you haven't trained or ran, when you're finished, you feel good. You know, yeah. even when you're sore, you're like, this is good, this is good. This is good. I like this. It. Great. So what are you guys drinking now for Sesh 2? Um, I've got another um, from Omnipolo, from Belgium. This one has a smaller title. It's just called The Lifers. The Lifers? Hmm. The Lifers? Lifers. I don't know. Leafers? Who knows? The Beefers. It's... It just says here, a fruit sour ale. This is bizarre, this beer. This fruit beer is weird. Ale. It's like a, it's a sour ale, but I, I, it, 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 dude, it's red. Like I pour a little bit, it's like dark red, which is not hmm. the usual color of sour. And okay, I'm going to take a sip again, but every time I do, I just freak out. But let's see. Sip it up, buddy. That's what we need. Uh, it's like a cranberries. I I don't know something. Something's really weird about this beer. I wish you could taste it because <laughs> I'm really having well, a hard time describe it. It's we'll have to get good. It I feel happy. I don't know. Hmm. Who knows? Happy, <laughs> just like me. <laughs> what about you guys, uh, Phil? I am still drinking my pilsner, and that's all I have. Okay, good for you. I'm drinking a beer called Lucifer. <laughs> I'm so I'm so looking forward to getting description of this because it looked amazing <laughs> on the photo. <laughs> <laughs> and the graphic is hilarious. It's like you know, sort of um, you got sort of like a Microsoft Publisher sort of vibe. 
and you have you have the you have Satan with his little pitchfork and flames in the background with a yellow background. It says Lucifer, Belgian ale, brewed by Het Anker. Eight um, percent alcohol, though. That's helpful for our reviews. That's oh yeah, that's very helpful. <laughs> I think for for Solaris, it's a boost. You, you need you need that. I need a little boost. That's why I picked it for the yeah. second half. And uh, I have to say, it's um, sort of your classic uh, Belgian ale. The you know the aftertaste, it's like foamy, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Before we move on to the movie, I think we have a really, really important thing to catch up on. Okay. Um, last ah. episode. We ended on a very strange note. Oh, no. Oh, yes. Thank you. Thank but you the, for reminding me. I wanted oh, to tell geez. you guys. But there Perfect. was, there was a task. A task there given. There was homework. Homework, yeah, indeed. Yeah, homework was. to our man, Phil, here. And the, yeah. the homework here. It wasn't just us. There were other people. There was yes. Frank. Frank. Frank Island on Twitter. Yeah. He, was, he was waiting and Phil... Don't let him down. Don't let yep. our listeners down. Don't now. let Fr- Frank even on Instagram. No, was it on Instagram? Someone on Instagram mentioned even the I homework. Think so there was oh, a question is. about Phil's homework. So, Philip, yeah, do you need me to rephrase the question, or you got the floor, or you got this? I mean, look, I've been thinking about this this entire time. Good, right? good, 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 good. I have. Don't worry, I didn't let anyone down. Good. However, good. I will have to say that the answer. It's very mediocre. It's very... It's okay. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it's it okay. will be very it's, disappointing. You'll be just... It's an answer. Of course. It's, it's an answer. answer. I'm just happy with any answer. I'm so yeah. I'm happy. All right. Well, what... From what I understood, the question was, what is like my masterpiece? What is like the movie that I love to watch and I would watch all the time and I yes. draw or inspiration even what would you from like that stru- inspired me that... Yeah. You're I a filmmaker yourself or you want I, to be a filmmaker? Yeah. What is, what, is your, what is your golden standard? What do you want to strive for? This is like, these are like the movies that, um, I, I, I'm cheating a little bit with one of them, but I think you'll, you'll understand. Let's, let's let's go. Let's go. Let's hear these. All right. So the first one is, is the Lord of the Rings. Okay. I have to say like that film, uh, I think it came out at a impressionable time for me when I was 13 to 15. So I think that's a very big Mm -hmm part where you're just you're like wow there's a movie that was made like this and the behind the scenes of it when you got to see it and the way it was made you could just watch it all the time and i did when i was a kid i used to watch this movie like fellowship of the ring came out and i just kept watching it over and over and like every day i was like i'm watching a scene and watching that and the way that and what was inspiring about it was that it was just people from new zealand who made a movie you know and they made this movie you know and it's not just like the big hollywood hierarchy and then okay. there's another movie. There's another movie and... Oh, we can ask for Lord of the Rings. Would that be the trilogy, right? Like, Yeah, overall, and I'm cheating yeah. here. I'm cheating here. Yeah. Well, okay. well, would, fine. How does the... Um, as far as inspiration or maybe things you want to want to work on, how's the fact that it is an adaptation of a really well-known and well-loved material, how does that affect the fact you look up to that movie? At uh, all? Does, 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 does it, it... How does I that don't come know, into like, the... F- 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 for me, Would you want I'm, to like? Do you, do you find movies that are adaptations better, or that's like not that's not a factor at all as far it's as not you know a, the race? it's not a factor? But me, I know that my strength is not coming up with stories. It's not mm-hmm. writing. For me, it's always been how you're going to make the story. You know, come I was to life. Say, would, wouldn't you say that's more like the inspiration is the execution? 
maybe. Yeah, the, and, and, yeah. I, and I just love yeah. watching the movie. I always enjoyed watching the movies. You know, it gives me comfort. Watch, I watch it, and I always find something nice to see about it. Good, good. It's okay, good. okay. Continue. Now, next this one, nice. another one. It's going to be another disappointment for you. It's okay. And, it's okay. You need to preface them. It's fine. No, no, no. And, there's no... This is all good. There's, this is all good, yeah. And it's Star Wars. It's the original. Nice. It's the, it's original, the original, Star original Star Wars. It's four or five. I mean, I think five is arguably a better film. There's a lot of things that I love about five, but there's also things about four that are endearing. And that's interesting. Fact so you would that you say that Go ahead. space fantasy, you know? So would you say that the original Star Wars, uh, would you say that that's maybe even more like uh, something you like than the fifth one? I don't know because for me the or, fifth or one is so good. Up. I love seeing the. I love watching Empire Strikes Back. There's always something interesting to see about that. But there's also something interesting do. about Star Wars as well, the original. Because it's just. I remember the last time I saw it, I I had goosebumps when when Harrison Ford when Han Solo came in, you know, to help Luke, and I was like, "Wow, this mm-hmm. movie still works. It's so good." It's so yeah. fun. There's adventure. That's what I like about it so much. Okay. Okay. Do you, do you mind if I ask a couple of questions? Yeah. Okay, so so Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yeah, I mind. <laughs> I mind. <laughs> okay, so so Lord of the Rings. I understand because I have similar, um, uh, I, I guess, appreciation of that movie of, of the whole scale. So I understand completely. Well, on the other mm-hmm. hand, original Star Wars. I'm I'm a little bit less of, of of a sort of of a fan. You might say I appreciate them for culturally what they are. As far as movies. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know sense. for me they're just so, so fun to watch like because like you told me to find out something that you want to you always come back to you know you always yes, yes, see yeah. inspiration you're always fascinated with and I'm just picking that because it's definitely that, that, one that's okay those. I just wanted to ask is there something specific um, about about that movie that you yes inspires you to implement like there's what's what's the lesson that you learn from Star Wars that you can utilize for for making a movie or or telling the story or something well the way that the movie was made was that it was made with revisions and revisions and revisions things kept always changing and even during the end of the film when they were editing it they actually restructured the movie again so Mm -hmm. it was always a changing process and i felt like to have and then you know to have it still work as like a, a hero's journey adventure film which still like brings you along on the you know brings you onto that ride and it still works to me with that music and you know the emotions and uh the scale of it you know and how um otherworldly it is but how familiar it is because you're just it feels like you're part of it when you're watching it i think that uh, that whole thing is you know mm-hmm. that sort of like these guys that no one believed in to make this movie, made it and pulled it off, you know. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, makes so, sense. Because it's George Lucas. Back then, no one really thought it was going to work. I mean, when the movie was about to come out, they didn't even cinemas wouldn't want to play it, and Fox had to attach another movie that everyone was expecting to be the best movie to play True. it. Instead, what of was Star the other Wars. movie? Um, let me see. It was like the other side of midnight. Some kind of drama film. <laughs> no one remembers. <laughs> okay. Crazy, crazy how the times have changed. Okay, yeah. so so do you got do you got some something something else besides? Yeah, I have I have one more, and this is another mm-hmm. no brainer, and that's the Matrix. Of course, ah. Matrix. of course, makes sense. Yeah. So I think you can see a pattern here, and these pattern yes. this pattern is 
there is fantasy adventure, there is science fiction adventure fantasy, and now there's science fiction action. <laughs> and mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it's, we all know def- about The Matrix. It's a good, good picks, versus though. evil story. It It is that, but for some reason, that sort of thing just makes me happy and it's fun to watch. And when you get into it, you like, especially for me, I just really like it. And I feel like there is uh, a way for it to be malleable. It doesn't have to be s- super obvious. I mean, these movies are they are very obvious with what's bad what's good but when mm-hmm. the matrix comes out remember like i do like you know aspects of the sequels and the sequels try to blur that line so it's not necessarily strictly speaking oh it's going to be good versus evil phil's just yeah. going to be making good versus evil movies now we, we <laughs> predicted it the you predictions know. have come true okay so i got i got to follow up it's just question. that's what that's what i like you know that's what i if you played the matrix, I'd be like, okay, I've seen it too many times. We did a podcast about it, but I would still, I still go back to it. Like if someone would release a making of matrix book, I'll buy it. You know, if someone would release a new Mm. edition of the matrix, okay, I'll go Mm -hmm. get it. You know? Gotcha. Same with the star Wars and Lord of the Rings. Okay. So thank you. Thank you, Philip. I got a still one more. There's one more. There's one more. Cool. 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 See, Phil did his homework. I'm very proud of you. And this one was a late edition, but I was thinking about it for a long time. And the last one Mm. is Jurassic Park. Ah yes, Jurassic classic, Park. classic yeah. Jurassic Park. Good old Jurassic. So we got Spielberg boy here. We got Lucas <laughs> Spielberg, Wachowski sisters at the time, and we got uh, our good old PJ. Yeah, Peter Jackson. So I got a follow up question for you, Phil. So the last of these movies, the the most recent Northern. one, looks like it's Lord of the Rings, two thousand three. Oh jeez, so was there? <laughs> I know. I'm just saying. You were still 14 when that came out, right? Yeah. So all these movies were impressions of a young lad, right? I'm curious, ever since Lord of the Rings, was there a movie that came close to giving you that impression or that inspiration from 2003 to 2019? Is there anything on your map That's a good question. that came close? Well, now that's is a curveball question. I didn't prepare for this. Um, I'm just curious. You know, hey, Tim, maybe, adult maybe we film. can have this for the... No, Tim, maybe we'll have to wait for the, the next, oh, episode. Homework, next episode. Homework, yes. yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay, so homework again. Okay, I'm trying to fill on the spot here. I'm trying to think of it now, but it's difficult. And I'm so I'm so happy that you answered these questions. This, I'm very happy True. about this. I mean, there's also like, I think Terminator 2 is one of them too as well. Mm-hmm. And now you can tell they're all like big commercial films, and unfortunately, it's okay. like, Don't I worry. do like. We them. are not judging care. here. This is not that's judgment not, table. Not, this not, is not, not judgment day. This, we were just curious, and this is so great. Now we, I'm happy that you answer these questions. It's awesome. <laughs> so homework is. Uh, so, what was the homework? Anything? From I know they're very obvious. Tw- 2010 to 2019. What did you say, Tim? What was the homework? Yeah, well, 2003 to tw- tw- 2019. Is there is there anything that you watch? That came close to these 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 staple movies that you know define you as 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 a film watcher and as a filmmaker. Mm. That's my question. I mean, there are more movies, but yeah, we'll talk about that. Yeah. Okay. 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 It was nice. good. So, Frank, nice. um, write us in. Was this satisfying to you? Yeah. If you got follow up questions, <laughs> yeah. directed at me and Jake, and we will mercilessly <laughs> yes, and we will just ask force Phil. it upon Phil, and yes. Phil will comply. So it's great. Yeah. It's good. It's a, it's a win-win situation. So yes, I do like the Terminator. Uh, That's also pretty good. The first I, one? I mean, I forgot. I, I wanted to say Alien is a huge one as well. 
Alien. I, I could watch that is, any day. Are aliens good? Here's, here's, here's my question. So would this like, okay, now you're kind of going off into the more movies. I know, but, but I'm just trying to, I'm trying to vary it up a little bit so you don't no, think no, it's, it's good, just. I'm just saying, but because like, but would this fall, movies. listen, would this fall into the category <laughs> of what we asked, like, you know, the, the top of the pops for you, you know, the best of the best. Would Alien like be like, eh, kind of like pretty close or would Alien fall into the category at the same level? It would. As, okay, that's all I'm asking. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay, that's cool. cool. So. Solaris. Solaris. It is time. It is time. I. So yeah, Tim, take da, 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 da. I knew about this movie for a while. Me too. Um, I want to check it out. Well, before you begin, can I just say one thing? <laughs> Tim's already in his dramatic voice. Wait, 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 listen, listen. Before we yeah, begin, yeah. this the, dramatic the monologue. Fa- the factoid that we have to tell yes. you, dear listener, is that me and Phil watched Solaris, the remake. Yep, yeah, we did. That's that's all we saw, and it was oh, years ago. We watched it years ago, Mr. Clooney. No, but wait, 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 wait. Okay, so so here's the thing, right? There's a novel. It's a Polish science fiction mm-hmm. novel, right? Wrote in the '60s, and there's three adaptions to it. There's one before um, mm-hmm. Tarkovsky, I don't know what about it. I, it's like a it's like a weird sixties thing. Then we got Tarkovsky, and then we got the George Clooney one, which I didn't even know existed. Mm-hmm. It's not yes. a remake. It's just a it's just a, a another adaptation, right? Another and adaptation, think, right? Adaptation, sorry, adaptation. Yeah, <laughs> adoption. Okay, that 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 that's the. That's interesting because yeah, we, we saw that. you yeah, knew we saw of the plot. Now. You didn't yeah, know of the kind of, movie. I, look, okay. No, yeah. okay, Tim, Tim, here's a disclaimer. It's been so long I, that I forgot. I, it was so long ago, and I think this was like one of our movie nights at our place, mm-hmm. and we had other friends watching it. I was barely paying attention. Okay. I, okay. I watched it, but the thing is, it was, you know, uh, I was at that age where I was like watching, I was like, this is confusing. What's going on? So I honestly forgot so much of it, except for some elements okay okay all right so so um solaris made in 1972 mm-hmm. by the great tarkovsky you know his name pops up when you're thinking about bergman and fellini and you know who's all want to ask all these you guys what are some yeah, movies tarkovsky. that he made that are he's famous for uh which other movies that i'm not do? sure but i have seen one of his films before. have you seen stalker mm. maybe no, 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 no. I've seen Andrei Rublev. Andrei Rublev. Yes, 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 yes. Oh. I've seen it. I'm a proud owner of the badge of I've seen Andrei Rublev. Good, good. Um, I've seen it I once, so I, you know, it's it's difficult to grasp, but it was it was definitely a film. So, so our man Andrei here, Russian filmmaker. Oh yeah, is that his name? He saw Space Odyssey 2001. Oh yeah, Tarkovsky. Ah. And um, he didn't like one aspect of it, that it was too concentrated on technology and it felt very uh, sterile and very unpersonal, which was his movies were about from your inner self, about humanity, about experience. So what he wanted to make, he wanted to make a science fiction movie that was personal, that was introspective, right? It was driven Mm -hmm. by character and it was driven by... Fuck, emotion emotion exactly so that's why you make solaris right okay. so we use this book to adapt it so solaris let me try to tell you the story of solaris so <laughs> the story of solaris the story of solaris so so the plot is our man um this is again 
near future. Don't know what the time is, right? Um, uh, humans are colonizing space. Uh, there's this planet, this ocean planet called Solaris. Solaris. And we have a little space station right above the ocean mm-hmm. doing science research. And um, our main hero is supposed to go to that station. He's a doctor of psychology, and he's supposed to determine if these tests are useful, and he can shut down the station or not, right? This is his mission. And before he goes, his father-in-law? His, his uncle? His father-in-law? It's his father, I thought. Is this his father? Yeah, he's, he's his father. He's, he grew yeah. up flashbacks of him growing up with the same... Shoot, Grandpa true, Joe yeah. from Willy Wonka. Exactly. Grandpa Joe from Willy Wonka invites a dude who was a pilot who was stationed there that he was doing a rescue mission mm-hmm. and he saw some weird acts shit. Yeah, he did. The ocean was opening up. A four meter man flew out of the water and um, he was showing them this to, to, to our man to as information yeah, like, through, like a, as like a recording from a yeah it was a recording mm-hmm. um he showed it to him before he left he got upset he didn't believe the man and then and this was all in his little idyllic kind of home with lots of nature horses children yeah yeah it was really nice actually very pleasant it is which actually, is very yeah. deliberate if you, if you listen to interviews it's, it's very oh. specifically made this way so then he travels boop, like this to uh Solaris. <laughs> <laughs> no no set there just uh just some close up some of some eyes uh unfortunately technology yeah. was, <laughs> was well, i mean budget was also budget, quite budget also was small budget was really low by the way but anyway, it's like five there's like four sets in this entire movie but anyway but i love that it's great it, 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 it i think it adds to that weird feeling of like isolation and just weirdness mm-hmm. anyway he travels we'll get to that Travis but they bit, did uh, have a wonderful effects shot, though. Like, you have to give them credit for that little effects shot that's showing the space station, the spaceship going down true. to the station, and you can actually see it. The beginning effects shots are great. The last effect shot is dreadful. Mm. But, but, <laughs> but so, so he goes to the station. Um, his friend who was working there, he's dead. He committed suicide. There's two yeah. other dudes, and it, it, they look like they're crazy. They're not doing anything. They're madness. Turns out that this ocean is creating physical manifestations of characters of their life. Mm. Uh, we one of the doctors we see this weird dwarf midget that comes out for a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah, what that is about. <laughs> yeah. I was also like, "What is that?" Okay. Um, I think there's a child that the other uh, researcher yes, sees, and he sees his dead wife who committed suicide because he was abandoning her and not paying attention to her which is you know a very similar theme we got going on here oh yeah the movie um and then basically he's stuck on the ship and he's just dealing with this fact that there's a manifestation of of his dead wife and just and she's sort of like she has some memories and she has the characteristics of that were kind of built from his mind, but she's lost. She's also dealing with, you know, sort of exist existential crisis because she doesn't know what she is. Mm-hmm. And it's an emotional journey on this weird isolated space station that he goes through that um, leads to an ending of sorts. Mm-hmm. Of yes. sorts. That is of right. Sorts. <laughs> um, Jake is yeah, the, the closest man who saw the ending, so I think he'll be the best to ask the questions. Because yes. as I was telling yes. the description, 
I have no idea how this ends, <laughs> to be honest. Well, we can get to that, but before I we get I think I that, do, but we'll, we'll, we'll... Do you want to start with the end and then we go back? Um... Well, I guess maybe, I think, maybe we should, we should, because maybe okay, we should, maybe I'll try to, I'll try to tell you what I remember. I think he's deciding of what to do, but then he falls asleep and they, and the, the, the incarnation of his wife tells him to nuke the ocean and the no ocean stops sending these incarnations of humans. So they're free and he goes to earth. To live on his idyllic little house, but in the end, it turns out it's just another manifestation of the ocean. No, I thought that the whole ending was. We're we talking about the ending. Yes. Yeah. All so right. So I, I, I think I think that it was a little bit of a classic twist, right? Yeah. Twist yeah. Where, um, instead of <clears throat> remember, his friend is like, I think it's time for you to go home, right? To yes. Earth. Yes. And our main man, Kelvin, Chris Kelvin. <laughs> Okay, yeah, the American names of the yeah of the American names were, I want Chris to talk Kelvin. To I'll, I'll ask you that later, but but they uh, he's like yeah, he's that's like, a whole hmm, point I want to talk about by the way. But yeah. Maybe maybe I should maybe I should go back to Earth, and then we we don't get a very specific journey to Earth. Yes, but he shows up at Earth in the idyllic home of his father, or I guess he lives there. We have this, I, I guess, and this is what I wanted to ask you guys too: is like, is this supposed to be some kind of prodigal son type? imagery i didn't know exactly what that was but then we pan out right from the house and we see <gasps> we're in the ocean yeah i mean not, so, not just the way wait i i was already catching on to this because when grandpa joe was like you know messing around in the oh, house with the water and stuff the water yeah. and then like he was didn't even care about the leaks on the on the water <gasps> the music right, was right. being scary and i was like huh I don't well, think it's this is that real. You thought that because I thought that it was real for a second, and I thought, hmm, I was thinking, is his father like um, destroying a his replicant? Books? His, no, 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 no. Is he destroying his books? And I thought, oh, this is a twist ending where our main man Kelvin, he yeah. <laughs> he's hopeful about like love and humanity, and that was his lesson. And then he comes back to Earth, and his dad's like destroying his stuff, and so he gets oh, super sad. Oh yeah, that's he's burning. Yeah, through the too. research, he's. Oh wait, 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 wait. Are you saying? What, are you guys saying that he's always been on the ocean planet? Well, that's the question that we have to answer or not answer. Oh geez, I didn't it? even think of that. Yeah, he might have been always on the ocean planet. That's one. Or this is just a little twist ending where it's like he doesn't leave Earth. I mean the planet, but he just sort of stays up there, and he's yeah, like even the, crazier. Like the, the, the ocean planet was trying to convince him with the wife to mm -hmm. stay there, and he kind of gave up and just thought, "Oh, I'll just yeah. give him the whole package, and he'll he'll yeah, he'll, he'll I stay think that there. might be it." I thought I thought because of what um, <laughs> meth taking Daniel Craig, <laughs> Daniel Craig, yeah, Russian Daniel Craig was telling him, he was saying that. Um, islands are showing up on Solaris now. Oh, I missed that. And 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 yeah, when he, he said that, that yeah. when he said that. That kind of like, I mean, I remembered it. So when, at the end of that? the movie... It was like middle of the movie. It was just like... No, no, no. Oh, near wow. the end. Near the oh, end. near, near the, the end. end. Yeah, I okay. think that was... And then he just... And then I remembered that. So at the end of the movie, and then when I found out, that I noticed the weirdness and the music. And then mm -hmm. and then it panned out and I'm like, oh, those are one of the islands. I guess they're, they're instead of making people, now it's making environments based on what your memories now. Yeah. So oh, it's just true, trapping you like, in. That's oh, what like I it learned from doing the just the people, yeah. and now it's so advanced. The ocean planet can do. I mean, I have to say that I have a feeling that the whole ending and the 
that science fiction part that might be something that's strong in the book while the director kind of was more concentrated on the emotional and the personal journey and and those kind of things were just kind of secondary mm -hmm. and they're just there because that's the plot it could be that also you know like it was more about those weird scenes and just like the right like, yeah like the conversations I mean, the, and just the feeling if i'm honest it. with you i think that for me that sort of the plot twist ending does not make much it doesn't make much of a change <laughs> the whole film um, <coughs> it's just something that I think that maybe the director no it, you turn into a robot you two turn to a robot oh, so hard. you just okay. went like blah, like, like out of tune oh, you didn't. <laughs> okay. that's what I heard so any, anytime we refer to each other as robots on this podcast yes. uh, we I was going to just cut this out we, okay. we call each other uh, using different programs yes. now we're using discord and all yes, these programs all these programs when the connection is is low, the the bit rate resolution goes down, and you just start sounding like a robot. And it also speeds they up give or us slows grief. down, so yeah. you'll have sounds like this, like. And so when I thought, or maybe you can be. Like, um, do you think there's like a filter that can do it for you? I think, for like audio. Yes, yes, yes. You just lower, it lower, yeah, lower the bit rate and speed it up. You know, and I think you'll get the same effect. Yeah. And so, uh, we, so we sometimes so, hear us as yeah. robots. So when we say, "Oh, you're a robot," you know, we're not criticizing other people's opinions we're just referring yeah. to the audio quality so solaris what did you guys yes. um yeah what's what's your guys journey in with solaris dude it's such an experience so bizarre i love movies like this i, mean, <laughs> I dude, know and it's like, i hope you bring more movies like this on the podcast it, 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 the experience itself was amazing right and 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 I was so well, tired. Off, I was half falling asleep, and I was still. Oh, that's even myself. better. Well, I drank some coffee in the middle to I kind of <laughs> doze through dreams. Up. I'm 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 pretty sure some of the stuff is my dream and is not the actual movie. Mm -hmm. But secondly, I, well, there's plenty of points I want to talk about this movie. But w one of the thing is is like, well, oh, I could clearly see the inspiration, you know. And I was talking about can the I, arrival. Yeah, yeah. Can I just ask something before we get into the actual movie? I want to just yeah. say because this is not super tied into the actual. Okay. story yeah, movie itself yeah. is did you guys do any a little bit of research on the movie or not because i'm curious I, as I did. to the setting of when this movie was made because it was made in the soviet union right yes at the time of the soviet yes. union it's the a glorious Russian soviet production union. um i'm curious to see how that worked considering the political times and if you guys know anything about that because the budget I don't know. is very low the budget's very um, low but, but it's pretty point, high. But honestly, it, the, still. The, the the quality of the film, honestly, I was very impressed. And that's why I want to know because I don't I know much say. about Russian cinematography and film history. So I don't, I'm not well versed to talk on the subject. This was post Khrushchev was era. And uh -huh. at this point, the sort of control and oh, everything was dying yeah. down a little bit. Really? So Khrushchev was ready in 72? From this point. You sure about that? I think so because I remember. Seems from, a bit early. From Solaris is where he kind of got to experience at least a little bit more freer as far as the control of the government of the movies. Mm -hmm. And he also was a household name by this point. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so you're saying there was like more freedom? Yes. Yeah, so as far as budget, I know he commented later on in his career that he. He's a little bit like he feels that the movie could have get some points across and the technology was the limit. He mm -hmm. specifically says that, like looking back at it, that 
technology boundaries kind of limited some of the storytelling and things right. he wanted to do with it that maybe later on if he did it he could have actually get because away with it because i was it. really just amazed at you know the acting i was amazed at how they pulled stuff off and how to think about how they're going to present these very sci-fi um elements without having to actually by bypassing you know a lot of utilization of a higher budget. They they did a really a really great job, and the cinematography is like very 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 good. You know, so oh, that's why I was wondering. He had his own uh, DP who always worked with him, and and they're very mm-hmm. specific on on how okay. to. Like I think their, um, the way they worked, it was like they like to do their shots sort of like on the day, they just talk about in the morning, and then just shoot the movie yeah. you know like they wouldn't have like previs or like storyboards or anything like that it was a very natural process mm-hmm. anyway the, that's there's some there's some magical on. 70s zooms which which if you don't yeah, watch yeah, yeah. movies like there's a lot of elements to this movie that if you don't if you don't watch a movie like an older movie for a while you forget about these things you know like how slow paced can be how oh, some shots are yeah. long and then there's the zooms the zooms are amazing like nobody uses zoom except Tarantino maybe these yeah. days mm-hmm. and it's just like there they go. It's a close-up now. And they don't, <laughs> there and there they go. And then just zoom zooms in. out. Let <laughs> zooms out. Uh, so great. Do, I love it. Um, I was going to say that I was very pleased with the framing of this movie. Now, I know many mm. people don't talk about framing, but as you know, I always talk about framing because I you believe... You should talk about framing. Because I believe that people nowadays... People nowadays don't know how to use the screen properly anymore. They think it's just a thing to point something at and you get a picture. But no, there's a lot of things you can do with that frame. This movie utilized the 235 aspect ratio very well. When mm-hmm. we were in the idyllic fields, so much wonderful uh, um negative space around the characters and I felt like I have a pretty big TV I'm watching the movie I felt like I was looking into the picture that's exactly what these movies have to do now I'm watching Godzilla King of the Monsters (laughs) and they're using a 235 on a tall monster and you get nothing because you You can't even frame him you You get get a a foot foot. and then then what they do is they you know they have the wide shots they have the middles right they have that but they don't have but like Think about the frame. Yeah. Yeah, Think yeah. about the frame. Just put a nice composition. I noticed that older movies do tend to put a lot more creativity into how they're going to use the picture. Like, uh, like the, there's creativity involved in setting up the the you know the composition and, and I the feel storytelling like that's, as well. It's not it's not about cutting. It's not about you can you yeah. can actually tell a story <laughs> with the framing. <coughs> but there, oh man, I love that. I love it so much. When, when, when people do that and there's something in the background, something in the foreground, yeah. and you have to use your eyes to look at it, that's so good. It's so, it, it, if it works well, it's, it's the best. And yeah. it's so sad that it's, it's we don't a lot get harder, you know, than just, you know, doing oh, your yeah, coverage. Sure. You're close up your middle and then you're wide and then just cutting between them. But it, it pays off, I would say, definitely. It pays off, man. But then again, who's here to admire it now? Yeah. You know? Yeah. So um, I, I guess we were t- talking about our thoughts, but it, is there anything, mm-hmm. sp- like, before we delve into s- some of the points, is there anything else, like, uh, what about you, Jake, that you want to maybe point out about this movie that stuck out to you the most, like your biggest impression? Well, what I like the most is what I mentioned earlier, is that um, 
given the period that it was made in the 70s, mm-hmm. given that the ideas and the concept that they were trying to go for were quite difficult to, I think, execute well. They did a really good job of yeah. taking the setting and minimizing it into something simple, yeah. but still conveying what they were trying to go for. So, you know, we're on mm-hmm. Earth, we go to space, this transition, like you mentioned with his eyes, doesn't matter. That's not part of the movie. It's just he gets there and now yeah. you're in space and now you're on this distant planet. That's exactly, that's all they were trying to tell us is that now we're here. This is a totally different world. It's a totally different place. But that's the cool thing about it. You know, you don't have a traveling sequence. Oh, he's going far away. Yeah. That place is so drastically different than the idyllic little, you know, Russian countryside house. Yes. And the way people act and how people move and people just appear at frames all of a sudden. It just gives you that, like, Mm -hmm. we are on a different planet and it's weird. Yeah. You you don't have to do, like, we're traveling there. I traveling love that there. They had that feel, and this parallels, you know, similar to Ad Astra, right? Where yeah. this, this uh, project has been around for, it says decades on Wikipedia. And you really get that feeling of, you know, just, wow, this project has been quasi abandoned. <laughs> oh, the yeah. The last remaining three Realistic. people yeah, yeah, yeah. out of 30 when it was launched and everyone was ready to rock. What do you mean? We made great progress. This Dude, is I most life like the, the eeriness <laughs> of that, and and you see how it's very lived in and already done. And I mean, the details I loved were like even from like you know the old guy like looking for a cigarette, yeah. and they're like old, and it's like well, you know, like <laughs> <laughs> those details are great because you feel like oh my goodness, you know this has yeah. been ages, and There's no one a, knows what they're really doing anymore up there. No, it's just they're like so just their own device you know what i love you were talking about the lived in thing did you notice that um the room he gets is the exact same room that his friend who committed suicide was in and just mm-hmm. a stark difference between his friend like you look at his the the our our, our main dude what was his name uh kelvin is his last kelvin. name chris he, kelvin he goes into his room which is <laughs> white and it's got this like this like these like uh, leather not whatever like the padding on the side, mm-hmm. right? And it's like super white. You go to his friends, it's like yellow and disgusting and right, like orange. Right. <laughs> and it's the same room, but it's just like someone's been there for like 20, 30 years and just like lost their mind. But I just love that they like created this world just by using, like we talked about, a couple of sets. <coughs> but they conveyed that feel where it's like, who knows when this is? I guess it might be the future, you know, yeah. um, from the point of the view of the, of the 70s. And but you can was, see, like, you know, yeah. It was very, very close. Like, it was, like, the only thing that was different, like, obviously, besides space travel, was they had, like, the video conference and stuff. That, that was it. But I like that. But that, it's that cool was it. Like, they, when, when his friend is going away, he's, like, going through the mm-hmm. crazy mega city, and it's just Tokyo, you know? Yeah. I, that's yeah. what I wanted to ask you guys. Was that, uh, I was what like, was that? Uh, yeah. It was just Tokyo, was yeah. Just Tokyo, I, I, or right? Or maybe Asakusa. Maybe it was China. What was it? What was it, Phil? It's Tokyo, man. But it was Tokyo. Did they yeah. live in Tokyo or what? I'm I think lost. it was meant to be. No, like it was supposed to be like city. a futuristic city. Uh-huh. Like so they Tokyo used to was the most futuristic city of. of That's that what I thought. Time. Yeah. So I thought for a second Tokyo. that they were going for like, oh, Japan's so strong. Like you know how Blade Runner, right? Like yeah. everything's going to be oh yeah Japanese influence. I thought that was what they were going. But that for. W- that's my point. That, that's my point because everyone has Western. <laughs> Sorry, excuse me. 
everyone has Western names in this thing, mm-hmm. right? Yet they all speak <laughs> Russian. Right. Now, there's two options that I have here. One, uh, it is the Blade Runner thing is that Russia is the superpower and it's like English. Uh, you know, English became the main language of the world today, but Russia made the thing. And these are like, can be Americans, anyone. They're all speaking Russian. And it's like the oh, man. future oh. where Russian is the main language. That's one. Or the second thing is, and then I like this a lot. It makes me think of like languages in uh, in movies because we'll watch a lot of American movies, right? Mm-hmm. And usually, number thing is you not Americans speak their own language. You have subtitles, right? Yeah. Or secondly, you have Americans speaking in different accents. <laughs> in different is... accents, yes. Mm-hmm. But there's always a specific thing. There's never like because of I guess cultural insensitivity of the olden ages well everyone just speaks english but on the other hand it's like it doesn't really matter like this movie they all could have been speaking english but in the sense you're watching a movie and you're russian because this is made in russia and you don't understand it they're all speaking russian and it, it, it's got nothing to do with reality <laughs> you're you know confusing what i mean me. <laughs> you, know, like, but, you know what i'm saying like they they if 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 you you're looking through this world through a window of a movie right and, mm-hmm. and these guys have all Western, like, English names, right? English names. Mm-hmm. So in their reality, they could speak English, right? But you don't want to mm-hmm. put subtitles on. It's like, it's like, no. it's already right, like okay, pre-dubbed, yeah. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you don't even think okay. about it. Like, this is a Russian-made movie. Obviously, you're going to speak Russian because the viewers understand Russian. But this is the future. So they have Western names. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Like, yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, That's something yeah, so. I think about, thought about. Yeah, I, that's what I like, though, about the movie is that, you know, a lot of these things are very surreal and undefined. And I think maybe that's even intentional where you're watching the movie and you think like, hmm, like, wh- what exactly is this future? Where where mm-hmm. exactly are they? And that's sort of regardless. Uh, it's beside the point. You know, the yeah. point is what happens in the movie. Um, and what happened, Jake? Yeah. Well, what happened? Yeah. Well, Jake. they... um. <laughs> The, he gets up to the space station. And, we know this. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm, wait, I'm Phil. <laughs> Phil lost his mind. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, that's what I wanted to ask you guys. Like, what was your sort of experience with the movie being so, in a sense, surreal and not really giving you a lot of answers? Um, yeah. What, what did you guys think about that with the whole sort of this this entity, I guess, intelligent life? that was yeah. manifesting in these projections and itself being confused and our characters on the ship not knowing what to do or how to approach this, some looking at it scientifically, some losing their mind. Like, what did you guys experience with this? I'll let Philip answer after me because I'll, my short thing is that I enjoyed losing my mind with the movie as mm. well. I, just, I, <laughs> I, I loved losing sense of time cohesive thought and a sense of reality with with the mm. movie i just like it kind of it melded with it like my, my reality went with it and and, and, and mm. i was like this, this is this is cool i like it, it the way this the scope and the, the, the long ass time of it just had the effect on me and i enjoyed it what about you mm-hmm. I just was along for the ride, but I tried to keep my sanity. So I was, I was, I was thinking about it, and I thought, and I know this is my, probably very controversial, but I'll say it anyway. Mm-hmm. The movie did not have to be two hours and forty-seven minutes long. 
Well, there this was story, that scene when this story he's was concise Tokyo, and that could have been shorter. To be well, honest. yeah, but <laughs> like, but I felt like the entire film, I liked it, but I felt like it's a it's a concise enough story that you could have made it maybe an hour and forty seven minutes. Hmm. And I feel like the only reason why it's so long is because of the long cuts and the long takes and the slow movement. And to some people, that's probably great. But to me, in this case, for this film, I wasn't that interested enough for it to, uh, to you know, for me to tolerate that. Mm -hmm. I, think, I think for me... Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, no, I just wanted to uh, <laughs> retaliate to, to Phil that I understand your way of thinking, but I think... It is specifically for this movie that it works. Like older movies used mm -hmm. to be longer. And also this director is famous for having really long ass takes where nothing Oh man, is I happening. watched Andrew Rublev, don't worry. Um so 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 there are specific things, but I think for this, like what I was talking about, that the way it's made is like a strength or it adds to what it's trying to say. So 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 I think it's a plus. I don't think Yeah. Okay. It, it might not have worked as well as it did if it were shot differently. That's I, just I my agree actually with that's this. just my yeah. uh, uh Okay. Uh, but think, what do you uh, want to say, Jake? I just want to say that what I liked probably most is that the film is very bold in not explaining anything and i think that's the strength <laughs> of the movie <laughs> no but narration that's a, but that's a great no narration there you no go narration, isn't that amazing yeah. he and does do some introspective stuff he's talking to the yeah, other scientists oh is it love it's nice it, because yeah. you know even when they have scenes in the film and especially towards the end when they're getting more about like existential and yeah they're getting it, the whole movie they it almost like it it sets a tone but it doesn't set a tone at the same time um where you're constantly just wondering like, man, what in the world do these characters even think? You have no clue. But that's <laughs> why the movie, I think, works, you know? And the nice thing about it too is that I never got the impression that the movie was going to turn a strange corner and be, you know, too scary or too extreme. Mm -hmm. I, I like that actually about that because it was atmospheric but in the sense where you almost felt like, you know how in some movies, um, the aliens or the intelligence mm -hmm. that we don't know about always becomes hostile, right? That's yes. a very classic yeah. film trope. Like this is a great sinister example. in the end you find yeah, out, yeah. Yeah, or there's something behind it's like where you, you can't trust them, but then they kill you. But yes. this, for instance, is a great example of, of like an exploratory story where... It's so mysterious that you don't have a clue even what the, you know, intelligence yeah, what is are thinking. they doing? What yeah. are they? What are they? But they're not hostile, but they're engaging with these characters. Yeah. Talking. They're also trying to figure some stuff out. Maybe they're confused. Maybe this intelligence doesn't know even how to, you know, manifest Drive itself a car. correctly. Or yeah. who knows? And that's the whole surreal element of the movie that works, I think. And that's what I want to say that adds to the slowness is that you're just like sitting there and like, you know, you're Taking in this strange in, yeah. environment. You're like, especially that scene where they're at the library at the end. Like, it's, I like that they actually <laughs> had these characters. They're still like... Wait, what happened in the library again? Well, I'm just saying like the setting. Like, let's say these characters yeah. are still following sort of kind of protocol, human etiquette and yeah. protocol, you know, like we're wearing a suit to this man's birthday party. Oh, that you, so you, 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 you just, you just, you just, my, that's my favorite 
part of the movie, and that's the, just the insanity of the week. What was the guy's name? Snout. Snout's uh, birthday yeah, Snout. I love it. It's like the this, this whole space station has fallen to shit. There's like weird mm-hmm. little, <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> like, it's just it, nothing makes sense. There's, there's <laughs> yeah, being crazy, and it's like, it's my birthday. I wish you would come. Okay, yeah. I'll come. <laughs> I'll come. And I'll then wear they a have suit. a weird ass birthday party and in they suits. sit down. And, my and he's is like, talking with his like alien re- remade wife there. And she's yeah, like yeah, on yeah, his yeah. lap, and, and just she's talk- always like accompanying him, and no one bats an eye. Like everyone's just like, yeah, well, she's here now. And was so, was yeah. that the scene where they they lose gravity as well? Was that? Mm-hmm. that yeah, 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 yeah. That was like, I, like, yeah. That's just so things like that. I think they so they oddly cool. work in the film. Yeah, yeah. Man, I just that that library scene that that was that was so mm-hmm. cool. And then, then you have like right this other guy with a glass. He's like, "I'm doing research. What are you doing?" <laughs> just, <laughs> and he's, and he's then his friend's like, "Let's not argue." Stuff. He's like, "I why was my birthday? It's my like, birthday. Let's, let's just let's Bilbo just hang Baggins. out." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. Um, and, wow. and yeah, and again, like the whole set pieces, like we talked about. There's a couple of set pieces, but it still does a good job where you feel like. It makes sense. You're at the space station. You know, you don't necessarily need more. Yeah. I like the night and day difference. Mm -hmm. Like super bright light and then just like just darkness. And him just wandering around. I love that when... (laughs) when Because you're not... You're not told that it's his dead wife first. Mm -hmm. And then it's just this woman... I figured out though. Oh, you figured out that she's dead? Because Mm -hmm. it was just like his wife, right? That's That's... What, what the movie tells you he's like oh let's go back to earth i finally found you and then he just sticks her in the in the, in the rocket yeah, and just sends yeah. her off and throws her in a rocket yeah i didn't get that though i think he was trying to get rid of the alien i, I he he was but that's that's yeah, the brilliant thing the cause, alien cause, cause he again. know she's dead but we don't know she's dead right uh, then he then, then he says like oh and then snout asks him like stout or whatever his name is He's like, now, oh, who who did you see? And he's like, well, I saw my wife. And they're like, oh. And it's like, yeah, but the thing is, she's been oh, dead for nine ah, years. Okay. You know, it's like right, the, it's like right. the moment. It's like the I see dead people moment. Gotcha. So then you understand, like, why did he freak out so much? Sending her off in rocket. I mean, yeah, but that whole there shot, are easier that, ways of disposing. That's true. The rocket was an A plus choice. That was that was, mm-hmm. was great. But he, I think, the first part of that, he's like really trying to maintain his mission, and he's trying to have like a critical. He's like, <sighs> and you know, he's like, oh, come back tomorrow, and he's like, okay, I'll come back tomorrow. You know, he's like, he's just he's there on business, and then it just all do, dwells into this madness of existence. Well, here's a couple of questions I have, just plot related. Why did the old man tell him to come back? Was he hiding something or what? Who, who, what? Old man. Remember when he first arrives at the station and he meets mm-hmm. Snout, and Snout's like, Oh, you should rest. Come back in an hour. And then he eventually goes, like, Come back tomorrow. Don't even come back in an hour. I think. Was he hiding something or what? He had the kid in his room. <gasps> oh. And I think he wanted to adjust or maybe see an incarnation of his own before he explains why he's a little right, child in his room. Right, right. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's. That's my impression. What do you think, Phil? Sure. You never got the, you never <laughs> got the explanation from the his old friend who committed suicide on the station. We never got an explanation. He said, I have things to tell you. And then he just like, he turned it off for some reason. 
Remember That's that? true. I think it's because they were banging on That's his door. part of the insanity, though. Yeah, I guess maybe he was yeah. the first one who seen these things, and, and then they saw it as well. Mm-hmm. Huh. Who knows? Hmm. Yeah. So um, what do you guys think of the sort of... Okay, so we, we kind of like went through like the feel of what happened, but yeah. what do you guys kind of think about the, the ending of the movie? Because it does take a bit of a turn at the end, and it sets it a little bit of a different tone. Gets a little existential. They they talk about stuff. I I I I don't know. This is this, I don't know this, either. This, this is my... I, I I I think because remember he he sort of like has some epiphany at the end of it where he's just almost it's like, very oh. similar to Brad Pitt. It's like you know it is. You, you need to cherish like work isn't everything and the greater things of life like exploration is not <clears> worth. <throat> the personal, you know, love and, and the mm-hmm. social connections and, yep. you know, the people. I think it's a very similar thing. But then you have the rug pulled underneath you when when the alien does the switcheroo and he's on an island. So that that, that true. confuses you. It does confuse me. But, yeah, I but that's cool. That it's true. Didn't you guys see tons of similarities between Ad Astra? Oh, yeah. So many. Basically, if you I'm think so about happy. it, it was pretty much v- almost the same movie. Almost. Yeah, I right. think it's very I mean, inspired by, by yeah, Solar. Inspired it by, must yeah. be. Like I've seen so many. Like you were asking about Interstellar. Like I was just thinking of so many Interstellar things. Like how it's inspired by. Like it's not exactly the thing, but it's just the way of thinking. You know, the introspective mm-hmm. journey of of a person through sci-fi. You know, especially great. like him going there and then him coming back. Whoops, yes, coming back. Yes. It's. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was definitely inspired. Oh yeah, this is a big inspirational Heavily. movie. Yes, the, the, yeah. the, the, I, I would say. Definitely. I think. I think the biggest thing about this is that, well, is that the focus on human problems rather than mm-hmm. just science fiction set mm-hmm. pieces and plots was a very good move, and the fact that Mister, what's his name, Tartakovsky? Yes. Mm-hmm. Tarkovsky. Tarkovsky is Gendy yes. Tarkovsky. <laughs> no, no. Andrei Tarkovsky. <laughs> different guy. Andrei Tarkovsky, I think his frustration of uh, the movies at the time that were just kind of plot related, they were very cold. They didn't have any kind of like, did no, no humanity. Yes. So he decided yes. to do something. Yeah, he decided to put something that fa- makes it more profound. And I feel like that's excellent. And I think that that's what made other movies follow that trajectory yes. as well definitely mm-hmm. I think that's a good thing a lot of contemporary movies a lot of movies since then just really really taken like having a profound kind of impression on, on the filmmakers and mm-hmm. then wanting to do their version of, of of that journey as well it's pretty cool yeah their version yep. there's a there's a there's a personal uh, interesting thing that, that that i had experienced is that the set design of things of mm-hmm. the uh, I think it's it's the space station and also the interviews that were recorded in the government building and anything that's mm-hmm. not the old shabby house, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So interesting to me because it reminds me of so so I grew up in Serbia, which was Yugoslavia, right? Mm-hmm. And in Yugoslavia, after World War II, because of the political situation, it was a very prosperous country. There were many hotels built and many 
you know, engineering thing, you know, like big dams and everything, right? Mm -hmm. This was built in the 60s and the 70s. And then during the 80s, all kind of fell. And then, you know, war and all this stuff, nothing's built. So when I was a kid, 2000s, uh, we would have field trips from, from, uh, from school. And we usually, we would, we would visit these places like an archaeological dig or we went to see the big dam on Danube and then we stayed at a hotel. But all these places were from the 60s and 70s and all of them look like they were from Mm. that era. (laughs) And they were all at this point very shabby, but still designed from those places. And I just, I had an insane nostalgia feeling like looking at any of those. Just like, like I remember... I just remember the dam and the, the controls of it. And it was like this, the sixties, but it, but it was like, it was like, because, because it's not, it's not like watching Chernobyl, like the sad yeah, communistic East world, because Yugoslavia was like, it was a socialist country, but it wasn't part of the Eastern bloc. It was like this That's very true. specific, it was very it was, it was like disconnected from that. Yes. It was like very like, oh, atheistic and, and like revolutionary and like party and like the new world. But it was also very socialist as well. It was like a weird combination of the country right. that, that existed. And so, it wasn't so closed off, right? People yeah, could travel yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah. And, it, and it wasn't so budgetary like like where I live in now, Slovakia. I can see the the remnants of social socialism. It's like it's super damp and super just like sad and depressing. Well, mm-hmm. it was the glory days, you know, the glory days of socialism, which is kind of the, you know, like the good part of whatever that russia wants to show right, but it's, right. it's in the reality but like in yugoslavia that was and it's just it's funny i just like god i just really want to go back to those weird hotels again and so what, what were the what were the, like some of the things you saw like i remember going to this archaeological museum that um there was this like neolithical culture that lived around this river and they had mm-hmm. a dig but it's like that place that we visited like there's like a like a under like uh like you know like where they dig out everything like a little village what is this hello hello <laughs> right Keep talking so 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 there's like this uh you know like the whole like you can see the whole village and that you walk around on like specific stairways right you can mm-hmm. see the archaeological and there's like a museum next to it and like a little shop and everything and we went to see there like 2002 Dude, that place looked exactly like it was in 75. Like, like didn't change. Yeah. And then we went to this hotel. And it's like the resort of the 70s. You know, there's like a, there's a disco club on the bottom, you know, where us 14-year-olds, so you know, there's like some, some village DJ playing some tracks. But it's like, it's exactly made like disco in the 70s, you know. Like so, the, but no, I wanted to ask in the movie, what are like some things that, totally reminded you of it's just the aesthetic it was just Just freaking me out it was just too much it was just like the buttons and and how everything works and the details and the colors and the design right right that's interesting that's cool that is very interesting man like me and jacob they didn't see any yeah i didn't i didn't make so it's it's a very subjective experience yeah well because for me it's like i was mostly just impressed so much that this movie was made in that era in that time period and it really it, it just felt you know so not of what i imagined yeah. yeah you know russia being in 72 it doesn't even feel almost like a russian film to be honest no. with you I, I really, that's what i think is really I, cool you know like you know like steampunk or whatever these mm-hmm. retro futurism aesthetics are i really mm-hmm. want to see 
socialism futuristic. Oh yeah, you should oh, you should do that. I'd like, love to see that. So cool. That would be really interesting. Be- because like you have you have like alternative universe kind of, of like communism, yeah. like you know, like you do have that, but it's very mm-hmm. like red, you right? Know, like it, it, that aesthetic, you know, the army oriented. But this is the futuristic. You know, like like that so would say, be like, so cool. Nasty, like nasty, socialistic looking stuff. Yeah, but like in the future, where it's but, like, but because it was like very hope, like the the hopeful part of that. You know, like the artistic. Right, right, right. Like I'm curious what but, that is. But a lot would of the stuff was so ugly. That was like brutalist and nasty. Yes. Oh, the brutalism, the brutalistic yeah. monument monuments around Yugoslavia. The brutalism just, stuff is pretty rad, though. It is well, pretty cool. I, like, me, not I mean, like, as a living, like, not something for, like, apartments or something, but the statues right. are pretty good. Mm, yeah, but oh, maybe yeah. a movie would be cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah For the right. Russian like, gulag. That, that sort of, like, very cold, brutalist. Yeah. That would that be was the But you know what's funny? They have something similar to that. If you watch uh, Planet of the Apes spell for the Planet oh, of the yeah. Apes. Oh, yeah. No, uh-huh. no, uh, Conquest. Con- sorry, Conquest. Thank you. Conquest for the Planet of the Apes. That's something along those lines. It's very, like, cold... Mm-hmm. brutalist sort of future where everything's concrete and just yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's something along those lines there was a movie that came out a couple of years ago it had um bard from from hobbit what's his name a bard to the devil with you yeah exactly what's, his, what's the guy's name um i know his name every single time but when i have to know his name it's i don't okay. remember it it's like i think it's called a high rise or something like that Luke it's Evans. Like, Luke, Evans, Luke exactly. Evans, yeah. It's like this. It's like this. Uh, I guess it's a sci-fi movie, but it's more of a like a concept. Gulag. Concept. It's basically <laughs> there's a there's a really high-rise building, and it's like a Dread? social social commentary similar to that. It's a social commentary, and it's and it's got that aesthetic like the '70s weird post-socialism mm. Europe thing, right? It's a movie. It's a movie, and it's basically have social oh. classes throughout, like on top of the oh, art, wow. like is the owner and the architect of the of the whole apartment buildings, and then you have like the the ruling class and the arts class goes all the way down to the working class and everything. Wow! And I think at one point, like they do a revolution through this high rise. And oh, that's cool. crazy! That's a good idea. I like that. It's pretty cool. It's it's it's. I would recommend it's this a movie, movie called High Rise. Dude, I I think I'm not sure. Maybe it is. It, it might it could has be Tom Hiddleston. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Oh, it's you got Rise. it. You, you nailed it just subconsciously. I thought... Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought, I thought, Jim, I thought you guessed the title because that's... No. That. Yeah, I think... But I, if, yeah, it's pretty cool. I was going to say that um, there is... I This is really unrelated, but I learned that um, in the... Um, I think it would be the 13th, 14th century in uh, Edinburgh, in Scotland. Mm-hmm. They would have these big tall buildings and there would be lots of stairs. And what they did was they had the rich people on the ground level instead of on okay. the top. Because the peasants would have That's to go true. through the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, Phil, did you know that this this actually, I was listening to a podcast, that podcast, uh, Pessimist Archive podcast. Oh, yeah. Okay. They talked Pessimist, about the elevator. Yeah. And for actually a long time, not just back then, but I think all the way up to the 18th, 19th, maybe even further century when actually skyscrapers, maybe later, when skyscrapers started being built. Prior to that, it was much more common for like people of a higher class to be on the first level yeah, so they can yeah, just yeah. escape. The, but then yeah, later it became the like a luxury, pers- like we're yeah. at the top. So yeah. Sure. Yeah. Once you get the elevator, you get the nice view. Yeah. But did you know that a lot of the nobles and stuff hated the elevator? You know Why? 
because wow. it was everyone could use it. All the classes. Oh, we can't cool. have this. We can't. can't everyone can't. using it. Like what exactly. peasants and me? No. <laughs> Rise higher than me? Impossible. <laughs> Impossible. So that's interesting. That's crazy. Uh, do you guys have anything, have anything else to say? I don't think I have anything else to say. Um, okay. I, I, I don't, I don't think anything either. Um, I just, you know, like I have a question for you, Tim. Yeah. What's up? Would you remake this movie? Mm, no, I don't think I would either. Yeah, we should watch the remake and see. Well, I don't honestly, watch honestly, I, I was might thinking George Lucas it a bit and fix that goddamn last shot of that stupid <laughs> island sticking island. out of the water because yeah, everything else like really was flat, perfect. Everything was perfect except that one shot. Like every every other yeah. effect shot, I could stomach. It's just because it's like it's the at the end. It's just like. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. The like last just, thing you see, just a little bit of little bit of feathering on on the island edges. It was That's li- it. It turned into like a flat. <laughs> it turned out because, like you know, like you like ocean planet, right? Like you, oh, you guys didn't see Interstellar, did you? No. no. There's an amazing rendition of an ocean planet on that, and like, but that's like, yeah, but it's the tech tech. Technically, that's, that's 2014. Advanced. No, I mean like even just like the way they thought about it, how it worked, and everything. It's it's much more tangible and realistic. Oh. While this is much more dreamlike, but I think it works for the favor of the yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I Solaris. I, and and I, I just before we end, I just want to say that I can't, for love of me, give you examples, but the way I felt of how inspirational to other movies this this movie was it was it was just crazy you, you get to see like you want you watch sometimes like an older movie and you just because you've seen all that came after it and then mm-hmm. you can just connect the dots at mm-hmm. once you're like yeah i get it you know this this is the one where it came from yeah i, I, I saw some, a lot more older movies i saw some shots from alien in this oh yeah do you know specific or just like Like there's one there's one in the corridor like the camera was moving and you can see Uh these long corridor shots and it feels like oh that's that i just got reminded of alien speaking of which tim i've been watching some old movies they're really fascinating there's you just go to look at those 1001 lists or whatever Mm -hmm. edgar wright's thousand movies is really good okay and just pick some movies from like black and white and everything there there's some fun parts there's some really fun stuff um that's why i've been watching some so i can pop them in when we get some good 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 lovely well um ah, i think ha. we've reached the final moments it is true i unfortunately true. don't have any listener um feedback this that's okay episode. i think that's a good that's uh, a good incentive to listeners Yes. Uh, give us feedback. Um, we you know, hit us up. We'd uh, iTunes review would be great because be, that means we'll read. Did it you out see loud. the movie? Yeah. Did you see the movie? Did you see? I mean, the old one. The old one. I even Solaris. <laughs> yeah. Did you? Did, what, what are your thoughts of Solaris? Yeah. What do you think, Solaris? The old yeah. one. What do you think? Do, do you guys dig it? And well, there's two ways that you can, do you can you know con that contact, but one is. Yeah, I want to say one is iTunes reviews. That that one helps us to get new listeners. So if you have a thought about our podcast and want to give us a review, hit us out on iTunes. If you listen to iTunes, if not, bummer. But if you just want to ask us anything, uh, the best way is to look us up on uh, Instagram. We got two full podcast. 
And also we, do posts, we post stories, we, do, we yeah. post questions, so That's you can right. interact. You can always DM us. Always DM it's us always any open. question. Yeah. If you have a specific Anything question that comment. we maybe started a conversation and we, and we didn't finish it on the podcast, yeah. or you maybe have a question, or you want to tell us your personal experience of that movie, hit us up. We'll talk about it exactly. on the nice podcast. Absolutely. Exactly. We always do. What the hell was that? What? Are you playing an instrument? What is that? Am I losing my mind? Am I on Solaris <laughs> right now? Is this... So are you playing that? I wish I did. Anyway, I think I hear... What? I think I hear the theme music. I think... That's true, I think. I, th- I, th- I think we better hear oh, the theme man. music before we lose our... And uh, it's mind. coming in strong. Next I'm week is going Jake's week. into this the myth Next two weeks, time. in two weeks, I'll be hosting... Is this love? Yeah. And is it real? Probably a song that's okay. And Am I imagining things? We'll see you Am guys I in, two weeks. in the woods Thank with you my grandpa Joe? Are you happy? And we'll see you soon, everyone. Okay. Go check out that Astro. Go, go check out Solaris. Oh, hi, doggy. We'll see you guys. All right, huh? let, me, let me tell you something. Uh, let me tell you something. I'm not using what? Vegas to record this time. What? What? Phil. Remember I got a new hard drive? You betrayed? It's a terabyte hard drive now, so the C drive mm-hmm. is free, so I can install all kinds of programs. And of course, I have the Adobe Suite, oh. so I just downloaded... Oh, yes, that's right, because you have the license. Just downloaded Audition. That's awesome. So I'm using that now. Oh, so Audition yes. Boy. That's actually, I'm proud of you. Yeah, well, if there's any problems with Audition, well, now you know that not every program is perfect, and you can stop being so racist towards (laughs) Vegas. Well, you know, still not joining the gods of logic, but, you know, know, I think Audition is strong. What about about Pro Tools, though? I think Pro Tools is also... Isn't that, like, the ultimate... Mm, it's too much. It's like avid, you know. It's too godly. It's like, you know, you don't want to be I up think, there with the. I think that logic is the nice blend of like it's like the good old boys. You know, logic yeah. are always making good stuff. Never crashed on a podcast. Isn't that amazing? No, no, never crashed. For millions of episodes. Amazing. You're right. Actually, I think we ne- it never crashed for me ever. I think the only time that it, something bad happened was when we had trouble with our audio interfaces. Yes, but that's not logic's problem. But there were like some really complicated uh, projects where there were like thousands of effects. You know, it crashed mm-hmm. sometimes then. But or that, I think we also had the issue. Remember when we plugged in the two brothers? Remember that? Yeah, yeah. the two interfaces. But I think that's because of the real weird clock speed stuff or something. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. You ready? Right. Yeah. I am ready. I'm looking at our photos, and they're making little, little okay circles. Look I'm ready. Up.